Hey everyone, welcome to the first podcast of the year where we're talking about how to become thin and healthy in 2024. Uh, the new year is here and if you're like a lot of people, this becomes a good opportunity to focus on your weight, on your health, um, but it's also a great opportunity to do things a little differently than you normally have because it gets harder and harder to start a year motivated if you're going to be doing the same stuff you've been doing all the years when it hasn't worked okay so don't let go of the excitement don't let go of the desire and the motivation to want to change just do something different <laughs> please do something different don't start the keto plan again please don't rejoin weight watchers for the thousandth time do something different and that different thing is to focus on your mindset it is your mindset that is ultimately the biggest impact on your weight. And there's no diet on the planet that can overcome a bad mindset. And the truth is you probably have an unhealthy, overweight mindset, not your fault. The culture we live in has conditioned us to think this way. And so we need to regain control, take control of this process and create the mindset that is going to allow you to live in a thin, healthy body as the person you wanna be. Knowing what to eat, or how to work out is not enough. You need to learn how to think, how to feel, and how to behave like a thin and healthy person easily and naturally. And so this is what I hope for you, okay? So don't give up on it. You know, I was, I was with some people and they said, what are your resolutions? Ah, resolutions, what's the point? You know, they don't last anyways. I get that feeling, but that doesn't mean we should give up on them. It means we should adjust our strategy, optimize this strategy so that it actually works for us and gets us the results we're looking for, not just to give up on the whole thing, okay? So don't fall into that. So we start again, what, what is it that you even want? You know, get clear on the goal. Don't just say, oh, yeah, I wanna lose weight. Sometimes you can just say that as a mantra that starts to not mean anything. Get clear on why. Why do you wanna lose the weight? Why do you wanna become healthier? Why do you wanna become this better version of yourself? That's what you wanna start focusing on because that's where the motivation comes from. The pain of what you're experiencing now and the pleasure of what you wanna experience in the future. And so we start with the question, what is it you wanna accomplish? And you can't just take for granted, oh, I just wanna lose weight. No, you gotta get into detail, get into specific detail about what it is you wanna achieve, what you wanna step away from, the pain of what you wanna step out of and the pleasure of what you wanna step into to re-motivate yourself. And then we start working on the mindset piece, okay? And how do you do that? Well, we're gonna be talking about that for a while here, but um, the easiest way, again, is to go to Program Yourself Thin and get the hypnosis session. I give you watch the training I give you. If you're really serious, sign up for the program that I offer. Um, but this will start to explain how to approach the weight loss piece of it in a mindset-focused fashion. And I think you'll find that by approaching it with their focus on the mindset, you're gonna get better results than you've ever gotten in your life. Okay, so uh, I'm going to stop it there in terms of like how to how to lose weight and get thin and healthy for 2024. It's all about mindset. And I will leave you with that. And then follow me. Watch what I'm doing this year because I will help you accomplish that by transforming your mindset. Okay, so I, I wish you the best for 2024. Um, if anyone has any questions, let's get into it. We're going to be here for a while today, I think. So uh, let's get you kicked off on the, on the right foot this year. Um, what's up, Karen? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. It's been a a tough end of the year. I know you had the COVID, so I hope you're feeling back to normal and better. A little mean queen, how's it going? Yep, happy new year to you too. Thank you, thank you. Chuck Stewart, hey, how's it going? How, how's it going? Nice to see you here. Um, Neely says, so true, I appreciate that. Hazel, happy new year to you. Hope you had a lovely Christmas. I did have a lovely Christmas. It was a nice, nice holiday, gotta say. One of the good ones. Um, they have been for a while now, but this was, was a really, really nice one. Enjoyed myself. Um, but also, also happy to get back. 
happy to get back to normal situations too. Oh my God. I'm, I'm ready to go back to eating normal and everything back to normal. <laughs> um, Chuck says, you kept me on track from Thanksgiving through yesterday. Great job, Chuck. Yeah. I'm happy to help you out, but you're the one who did it, right? So, so congratulations to you. Um, a lot of people in my program been somewhat on track, you know, that's the secret. Again, if you're getting here and you kind of been totally off track for the last six weeks, couple months, that's fine, right? We can always start over again. Every every moment's another opportunity to start over again. Um, however, if you've been listening to me, if you're in the program, we've been doing the all or nothing or the all or something model. Okay, so it's like we may our eating not have been perfect, might not have been the, the best it's ever been, but it also wasn't completely falling apart. You know, we still maintained um, some of our healthy habits, some of our healthy eating patterns. Um, we minimized the damage. So again, we, we did go off track a little bit with the eating, the alcohol, perhaps. Um, but we didn't go too crazy with it and we kind of walked that middle ground, you know? And so Chuck, you sound like you did great with it. So, so nice job. Good job. Um, Hazel says I managed to lose six pounds over the Christmas period. Hazel, nice job. That's so great. I love that. I love that. That's what that can happen, right? When, when you're congruent, when you're in the flow of what you want to do, it all gets so much easier. So that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if she's here yet, but um, I imagine she may be here today, but, but Marcy in the program, she lost weight on a cruise. And I got to say that, that's the first time I've ever heard that one. Um, but sometimes you're just so in the flow. When you're really congruent, when you're really aligned with what you want to accomplish and you have the right strategies and you know how to shift your mindset, magical things happen. You know, and that, that's the big point I'm always trying to share with people. It doesn't have to be hard, you know? Um, well, Mean Queen says, right now I'm on vacation trip. Eating clean is hard, but still I try to eat clean breakfast. Yeah, that's great, Little Mean Queen. That's, that's perfect. Again, you're, you're on vacation, so it's not the time to eat perfect. That you, you should not be, that should not even be the goal, you know? When we have these, these vacation weeks or holiday times, um, those really aren't the times of the year to be eating clean. I mean, if you want to, go ahead, you know what I mean? But it's also, it's a time to kind of just relax, ease back and enjoy the food and the alcohol, whatever you're doing. Um, but I love your plan, right? Again, now you get the breakfast though and the breakfast is still clean. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's the perfect example of an all or something mindset, okay? Where again, the eating's not perfect and you're doing other stuff, but you still got some foundational pieces there. That, that's so important. Really, really great job there. Um, respectfully, have you ever been overweight? No hate, just curious. Um, yeah, I was 50 pounds heavier um, 30 years ago. Uh, completely, completely changed the way that I eat, the way that I live, and the way that I think. And that is really what I help people with now. And so, you know, what I always say to people is, it's, yeah, losing 50 pounds is, is good, right? No doubt about it. But it's the keeping it off for 30 years is what I really want to highlight, okay? Because my goal for you is not for you to lose weight. It's for you to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. And the weight loss is just a phase. It's just a piece of the puzzle, the real goal here and what the diet industry is never really focusing you on is that you want to live at your goal weight. And so that's really what I'm a master of. And that's why I use the phrase weight mastery really more than weight loss because the weight loss is just the initial phase. Um, a big mistake dieters make is they think of weight loss, getting to the goal weight, as that being like the finish line. It's not. That's just the starting line because you want to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. So again, I'm, I'm impressed by my own weight loss, but I'm way more impressed with the transformation of how I think about myself and how I think in general, how I live my life and how I eat. It's a complete and total transformation that's ex lasted for 30 years. And it's because I reprogram my subconscious mind in a way where I do this pretty much on autopilot. You know, and that's what I help people do. Um, Hannah says, how to break the habit of wanting to do the same thing when it comes to food. <laughs> yeah, Hannah, right? It's, it's, 
it's understanding that's the first step, okay? Because your brain is built to conserve energy. And so we tend to do what we did because we already have the neural wiring for that thing. And so when we wanna create changes, we have to understand that we are fighting against the way our brain works to a certain degree. Our brain just wants to keep doing the same thing. And so really weight loss, the hard part of weight loss is the behavioral change piece of it. I know that you know that on some level, but it's usually like people think of weight loss, the hard part is like, you know, knowing what to eat or knowing how to exercise or getting themselves to do it. Um, but really what we're looking to do is we're looking to change up the habitual behaviors that we have. And your habitual behaviors are your subconscious programming. Most of your eating you do on autopilot. You eat the same foods day in and day out, week in and week out. You eat at the same times and the same quantities. So all of this stuff is automated now. And so to change up our automations is really what weight mastery is all about. Um, so the, the, to break the habit of wanting to do the same thing when it comes to food, what you want to do and what you've been doing, right? Without even knowing you, what you've been doing is you've been trying to stop yourself. You try to stop yourself from what you've been doing with food, right? You want to eat these foods. You want to do these things and you start your diet and you say, okay, I have to stop eating ice cream. I have to stop eating at night. I have to stop overeating at dinner. But what are you going to do? Do you see what I mean? And so this, this again, this reveals a complete, no one understands the conscious subconscious mind. Okay. And so your subconscious mind's in control of your weight and your behaviors. And so when you go at it and you say, I have to stop doing all these things, it creates a vacuum. And your subconscious mind says, well, what do we do? And you say, well, we're not going to overeat. Yeah, but what do we do? Well, we're not going to eat dessert. Yeah, I know. But what, what are we going to do during that time then? Do you know what I mean? So we have to understand that your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. And so we have to create our strategies of what we're going to do. We want to lose weight, okay? So what are we going to do to make that happen? As a dieter, you're always focusing on what you have to stop doing. And it's making your brain very confused. It's kind of like this. Let me give you an example of what I mean. It's kind of like if you ask me for directions for how to get to the store. And I say, okay, um, first, don't get in your car. Then don't back up. Then don't turn the car on. Then don't turn left. Then don't go straight. Then don't go right. And then go, don't take a left. <laughs> You're like, what? What, the what are you talking about? And that's how your brain feels when it comes to weight loss because you are fixated on what you have to stop doing. And never, never are you focusing on what you have to do. You are in very vague sense. Like, oh, I have to eat better. I got to work out. You know what I mean? You have these vague ideas what you do. But the granular step-by-step -step, you have a thing called procedural memory. Your your behaviors run. You do You ever notice like you wake up in the morning, you get up, you do the same thing every morning. Next thing you're brushing your teeth and you have a kind of an automated pattern of behavior every morning. You know, now it may depend if you have a work day or a day off, but you have this thing called procedural memory. One thing happens and the next thing happens and the next thing happens and the next thing, right? And so you've got all this procedural memory for unhealthy behaviors and what is your whole goal i have to stop doing those unhealthy behaviors but you're never focusing what am i going to do and that's what program yourself thin is all about how do i install into my subconscious mind new healthy thin behaviors that give me the weight and the body and the happiness that i want all right um driving back from maryland oh nice hope that's nice it must be busy traffic i don't even know maryland's always got a lot of traffic though right <laughs> do you recommend intermittent fasting um my answer to that is pretty much the same as as any of these these ideas that are out there. Um, I use intermittent fasting. I call it nighttime fasting because you know sometimes intermittent fasting people get real strict about that sixteen hour thing, but um, I don't believe in that. So I'm a big believer though. Nighttime fasting, like trying to stop. That was for me. That's what I did before intermittent fasting was a thing. I had when I went to bed and when I stopped eating, and I wanted to make that a bigger window. And so I now typically will 
stop eating six, seven o'clock at night, eat the next day, seven, eight o'clock. So I'm somewhere in the 13 hour range. Um, and that works really well for me. So I love intermittent fasting in that sense because I think giving your body a break from eating is wonderful. It's natural. That's how your body has been evolved over millions of years. So I love that piece of it. Um, I don't think you need to be really strict with it when you're starting. You don't have to be really rigid. Um, shooting straight for 16 hours, that's a big thing for a lot of people. Doing it every day, that might be a big thing for you. So again, I'm fine with intermittent fasting, but you got to make it work for you. All right. And I think the way to make it work for you is if you're just stepping into it, be flexible, you know, be flexible with it. And, um, you know, I think you'll get better results, but I like the general idea of it. I, I think it's a good thing because it models how we typically ate. Um, Myra fat acceptance with question marks. I don't know what that means. Um, if it means, you know, there's kind of the body, body positivity thing, um, is, is it kind of a double-edged sword? I think, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm a hundred percent. I don't think anyone should feel any shame or embarrassment or, you know, all, all this self-loathing or all this negative emotion about their body, their weight, no matter what your situation is, because it doesn't help. If it helped, I'd tell you to feel it, to be honest. I just care what works for people. Um, I have not seen, you know, feeling like shit about your body help. I find that just leads to more unhealthy eating habits, you know? So I believe in letting all those negative emotions go. But at the same time, I don't think we can be looking at obesity and saying, like, we, we can't just look at that as a healthy thing. It's clearly not healthy, you know? So I accept the person and I recognize that, that obesity is, is an unhealthy state of, of being, you know? Um, what's up, Shireen? How's it going? Happy New Year to you. Glad to see you here. Can you expand on the all or something mindset? Yeah, absolutely. Um, before I do, I saw Jenny write that I love intermittent fasting. It's been fab for me, not everyone, I suppose. Exactly. Oh, I saw that heart. Thanks, whoever sent that. Um, that's the point, uh, Jenny, and that's the point, everyone, that when it comes to weight loss, we've been sold this idea because every time there's a diet coming down, right, and it's the perfect thing and everyone should do it, there is no one perfect plan. You know, you have to understand all the diets you know about are all tactics, okay? And so what you need to do is you you can look at those tactics, take what works, discard the rest in service of creating your own plan. You need to customize whatever you're going to do to what works for you and what, what you find enjoyable. And so if you like intermittent fasting, great. You don't knock yourself out, do it. Use it as a piece of the puzzle. But if you hate intermittent fasting, then you don't have to do it. And that's the same for all the diets and all the weight loss approaches. And I think when you look at it this way, you really set yourself up for success because you're making yourself, you're, you're honoring yourself, you're building around you. I find a lot of people, the weight loss is like they're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. They're trying to force themselves to follow a plan that they don't like. It just doesn't resonate with them. Stop doing that, okay? And start creating a plan. Again, take a little bit of Weight Watchers that you like and, and that becomes part of your plan. Take some of the intermittent fasting. You don't have to do it for 16 hours. I don't. Um, do it for 12, 13 hours. That might feel great. And so if you start going about it this way, you create this one-of-a-kind plan. And the beauty and the magic of this approach is that after a couple months of figuring it out, the basics of it, you start having a plan that you can stick with. And that's when the magical results start happening. So you, you think about weight loss as this short-term thing. I'm going to do this extreme, unpleasant, uncomfortable thing for a little while until I lose the weight. But what I'm sitting here talking about is how you can live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. And so that takes having a strategy and a plan that's custom made for you and that really resonates and works for you so that you can keep it up. It's the long-term results and benefits that you really want, not just the short-term you know, shit that they're, they're always pumping in our heads. Every diet ad is right. The before and after picture and how long it takes to get. And you're about to get a steady stream of that starting today because you're going to get all the weight loss ads. Okay. But notice as you look through them, they're always just focusing on the weight loss 
and not on the weight mastery. Um, yeah, on the all or something mindset, that really is a cornerstone of the program yourself then approach, um, which again, folks, if uh, a couple things. Number one, if you're not in my world, get in my world, go to my, um, go to my bio, click the link and get the hypnosis session I give you. Okay, that's gonna help you a lot. It's gonna get you motivated and fired up. It's a perfect time of year to use that. Then watch the training I give you, three steps to master your weight. If you're really serious and you wanna join the program, Today, today, today only, I'm offering bonuses all week, um, but the big bonus today is twofold. One is there's eight weeks of coaching with that. So you get eight weeks of coaching with me, that's extended another month. So you get an extra month of coaching, but the big one is that you get a private coaching session with me. So me and you will work together. If you, if you get started today, um, you and I will work together on a one-on-one -on -one call, and then we have all the group coaching calls as well. And that's a great way to kind of kickstart things. Um, but the all or something mindset's a cornerstone of the program yourself then approach because when we talk about weight mastery, which is what you actually want, you don't want to lose weight. Let's get clear about that. You don't want to lose weight. You've lost weight and put it on. Are you happy that you lost weight 10 years ago? No. You're upset you put the weight back on. Okay? So you've got to refocus yourself. You've got to shift your goal. Imagine this. You've been trying to lose weight for 30 years and your goal is completely wrong. For real. Okay? You can't just focus on the weight loss piece. Okay, you need to focus on living at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. So we're talking about a longer term time frame. We're talking about the rest of your life living at your goal weight. So when we extend the time frame like that, you can't be perfect. There is no perfection. It's not even an option. You can't be all or nothing long term. You know what you're gonna be like if, if you if you think you're gonna be all or nothing, you're gonna be mostly nothing. Is that not what you've been? You know what I mean? So we gotta be all or something. It's a much better mindset. And what this means is we don't we're not just all, all or the other, we're not black or white. Um, when we can be all cool, but we're really, what we want to do is never be nothing again. We always want to have at least one foot in the game. That's what the holidays were really all about. Again, the holidays, vacations, those aren't times are going to be perfect, but you don't have to be nothing either. You got to get out of that mindset. And once you do, again, this is where the magic starts happening because over time, not going into nothing mode you know, and staying in something mode for a long period of time really starts to create amazing results. They start to stack up on top of each other, you know? So all or something is crucial for a number of reasons. Um, hey, there's Marcy. I was just talking about you. I was just talking about you. You the only person I've heard lose weight on a, on a cruise in all these years. So it's so awesome. Uh, Jenny says, Happy New Year. Thank you, Jenny. I appreciate that. Um, Shireen says, From Halloween until today, eating so much better because of you. Thank you, Shireen. I appreciate that. I'll do a little screenshot of that. A little sucker. Um, yeah, that's how it goes, right? I mean, again, and that's the other one too, folks. If you don't follow me, follow me because um, I'll be talking. Uh, I talk about this stuff all the time. We do live calls every day. Um, kicking one big one off here today, but yeah. Um, Marcy in the house. <laughs> Denny says, take Unicity. Unicity. You know, what is Unicity again? I keep thinking about this. Is this like the... Cine... Is that the balance? This is the stuff. Yeah, oh, the feel great system. <laughs> that that Unicity, stop it. Stop it. Stop, folks. Okay, now, get Denny, I'm glad you wrote this stuff. Intermittent fasting, again, can be part of the puzzle. But um, if you think that Unicity stuff's going to change anything long, there's no, there's no secret weapon, folks. There, there's no secret pill. There's no secret powder. There isn't. You know, and the, the longer you believe in that bullshit, that there's some secret powder or pill or thing out there, 
you're gonna, it's going to be stuck. You know what I mean? Like that's the dieter is in a nutshell, always chasing the next thing, always chasing the fad. Listen, just put your work into mastering your weight. Just figure it out and get it done with. So you can spend the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. Stop looking for quick fixes. Okay. There's no powder on the planet that is going to make you thin. You know this. I mean, shit, people will shrink their stomach by 80% and they can still put the weight back on. So until you get your mindset straight, there's no magic cure. Just so we all know that. Let's see here. <laughs> Jenny says Ozempic. I know. No, I know, right? Even the Ozempic, right? I, again, I always ask people this, right? Because we're all adults here, right? Well, we've all been at this for a while. Um, how many miracle cures have come and how many miracle cures have panned out? Wait, is there even one? Do we have one miracle cure all these years of weight loss miracles? Is there one miracle cure? Is there any plant in the jungle of Amazons that, that helped us? Is there any diet from some hidden away country that we never knew about? <laughs> I mean, like, it's, you just have to stop with this shit. And now we go to Zempic. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be the greatest thing in the world. Um, but the, the facts of it, when you look past the bullshit, when you look past Oprah doing it, is that it only works for a small percentage of people. It, the when it works, it, it kind of makes you feel nauseous, so you, you don't want to eat. Um, I don't know. Is that the real fix? Is that the ultimate fix? I know people get desperate, you know, uh, but to me, it's like until you have really focused on your mindset, I don't know. You know, I don't know what the solution would be. You know, but I hear because I'll get I'll get the Ozempic stuff a lot today. We'll ask sugar. Can, can keeping away from sugar help? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got to get control. If you're an American, pretty much across the board, you got to get a handle on sugar. You got to get a handle on carbs, refined carbs specifically. Those are the two big ones and, and probably processed foods, although they're, they're kind of all intertwined as the same thing. Um, but absolutely sugar. Sugar is, I mean, truly, truly, it is like a drug. I mean, I mean it, it really is. You know, we take it for granted it's been normalized. Um, but it's not a normal thing to put in our bodies every day, multiple times a day. It's wreaking havoc on the system. And that havoc turns into, for some people, extra weight. So it's a big piece of the puzzle if you're consuming a lot of sugar. Um, I would strongly suggest that you seek to get a handle on that, right? It's certainly going to help you um, not just master your weight, but it's going to help with your mood, your energy levels, your health in, in general, okay, and, and your eating. So, yeah, absolutely, you know, getting a handle on sugar is going to help you. Um, John says, I love the hypnosis audio you sent. Listen, very good. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Yeah, again, folks, if you haven't gotten in my world, go to my bio and get that hypnosis session. It's really, really good. Um, how to change subconscious. Can it be changed? Absolutely, your subconscious mind can be changed. Your whole brain can change. It's called neuroplasticity. So we're constantly, as long as we're alive and don't have you know, certain diseases, um, our brain's always rewiring. You know, And we can we rewire it the way we want it to go when you understand how to do it. It's not rocket science, you know? Um, but people don't really think about how to program their subconscious mind. Um, the easiest way I've seen, again, what we teach in the program is called the Program Yourself Thin Technique, um, where it's a, it's a minute or two hypnosis technique you use at night to program your own subconscious mind. Um, and it's mostly using imagination, you know? And so think about this way, right? Why do you like, why does everyone like movies and TV? Right? Why? Think about this, right? We're just watching light on a screen, sounds coming out of a speaker. None of it's real. And yet we watch it every night. We love it right? Because what's happening is we're using our imagination. We're vicariously experiencing whatever we're watching on the screen, right? And, and we're having impacts from it. Like if you watch a sporting event, 
you feel like you literally release adrenaline in your body, right? Even though you're sitting on, on your sofa, just sitting there, you're literally releasing adrenaline because you're imagining you're in the game, right? You watch a horror movie, you're all tense and anxious, right? Even though you're in a neutral, calm setting, right? You watch a comedy, you're laughing. So again, it's natural the way our brain works that we use our imagination to have feelings and experiences and to wire our brain. Problem is, how are you wiring your brain most of the time? It's food companies, commercials, right? It's constantly, it's big food companies conditioning you to think about food in the way that serves them best. And so here you find that you can't stop the food noise. You can't deal with the cravings, right? You're obsessively thinking about food and you have no idea how to change it. Yeah, because you never learned how to change it. They don't want you to know how to change that. They want to just tell you what to do and then you can't do it and you're stuck, you know? So absolutely, you can change your subconscious mind. It's easier than you ever imagined. And it's, in my experience, the only way to really get the long-term results you're looking for, you know? Jenny says, actually, for me, cutting the sugar has had a positive effect on my anxiety, really reduced it. Still on citalopram, but much better. Yeah. Um, of course, sugar is, is a huge disruptor. You know, again, we, we tend to look at, like, the foods we're putting in our body. Oh, how's it going to affect my weight? But we don't tend to see our bodies as systems, you know? And so, you know, it's like, <laughs> you wouldn't put you wouldn't put a teaspoon of sugar into your gas tank, right? Of your car, you wouldn't you would never do that, right? Because your sense of like what that would do to your car, it's no way, right? But you'll dump that shit in your body, right? Because you just minimize the effects of it, which again is is part of the hypnosis that we've all been under, um, constantly. The processed foods, the sugar, the carbs, the shitty food, it we're constantly minimizing the damage of what it's doing to us. And so part of really mastering your weight is cleaning the lenses, our perception, so you can see what foods are doing what to us. Again, we did this with cigarettes, right? I go back 100 years ago in time and I tell someone smoking, hey, don't do that, it's bad for you, you're going to get lung cancer. They look at me like I'm crazy because that, edu that knowledge wasn't out there. Even though they're literally inhaling combustible smoke into their lungs, the idea that it's bad for them didn't dawn on them. And it didn't dawn on them until we got what? Constant education about how bad cigarettes were. And now we all know how bad it is, right? So again, this is the same thing with food that's happening, is that you're minimizing, in your mind, you minimize the damage of what these foods are doing. You don't, you don't experience it. Just like the smoker in the 1920s wasn't internalizing the damage they were doing to themselves, okay? Damage is the same, but they didn't experience it that way. They minimized it. That's what we're all doing with the food, okay? We've been conditioned to minimize the damage the food is doing to us. Again, not just weight-wise, Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, if that matters to you, it's wreaking havoc. You know, it's, it's like a drug addiction, you know, if we're doing a lot of sugar. It just is, you know. Um, Marcy says, oh, my God, join the program. You'll not regret it. It's worth every penny. Thank you, Marcy. I appreciate you saying that. Yes, folks, if you are, you know, get if you are looking for a real way to approach your weight differently this year, um, again, consider the program yourself thing course. Now is a great day to do it. Again, we got these bonuses where you get a free session with me. Um, again, just to point out, it's $25,000. My private coaching one-on-one -on -one is $25,000. A private session with me is $2,500. So again, that, that's kind of a sweet, a sweet bonus for today. It's only one day. So if you order and it's done today, then I'll reach out to you. You don't have to do anything. Um, but that is the bonus. Um, Myra says, what's your background? You a psychologist? Um, no. I am, and that's kind of an interesting background. I'll give you a little quick overview of it. Uh, I am technically a hypnotist, hypnotherapist, um, uh, neuro-linguistic programming trainer, yoga instructor, uh, strategic coach. 
And uh, that those are my kind of main things I do now. I started this whole journey. I was actually a finance and investments uh, major in college. And uh, I was 50 pounds heavier, binge drinking, lost, lost as lost can be. And um, I came across, I took a semester out from college. And in that semester, really almost within a month of that time, I was exposed to hypnosis, personal development, Tony Robbins, neurolinguistic programming, yoga, guitar, martial arts, and meditation. And I shit you not, I really was. And all those things absolutely transformed me and started me really on the path that I'm here on now, you know, 30 years ago. And so I did approach my weight and my health in a completely different way where I transformed from the inside out. I found people that had lost weight and kept it off for two years. And I really began to, again, this is NLP is the science of role modeling. And so I began to speak with these people how they did it, not just about what they ate or what they exercised, but how they thought about things. What was the difference in how you changed, how you eat, how you think about things to become this person who you are now? And that was the enlightening piece that changed everything is once I realized how thin and healthy people were thinking and they think completely different, um, then I could start to make that part of my goal, not just trying to eat better, not just trying to get myself to exercise, but to start to condition how I thought about food, about exercise, about health, about my life, about all these other things. And that was the big difference, you know? And so again, I was so amazed at the results I got. I mean, it was so transformative for me that again, I kind of left all the finance investment behind and I went into, again, really just, just doing this. And so I've been doing this for 20 years, done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. And um, here we are. <laughs> uh, Beautiful Life says, hi, happy new year. Definitely need to break the all or nothing cycle. Yes, folks, please get out of the all or nothing cycle, please. And especially this week, because you ain't going to make it. I'm telling you, you're not going to make it this week. I'll tell you why. I'm not trying to be negative. Okay, so at least if, if anything, I can help you out here. But you got to get all the all or nothing because if you don't, what's going to happen is you're already in it and you don't realize it because you're saying, okay, 2024, I'm going to get right back on track. This is it. This is it. I'm going to do it this year. But now what you're really thinking though is that you can only start a weight loss plan on a Monday, right? So, uh-oh, you can't start today because today's the actual holiday. So it's one more day to kind of screw around and, and you're not going to start today most likely. And now you're going to try and start tomorrow. But no one starts their weight loss plan on Tuesday and succeeds. So you'll probably make it a day, maybe two days. And then you're going to say, ah, shit, I blew, I blew 2024 already now. Okay? So we don't want to do that, right? What we want to do this week is we want to look at this week as a re-entry week. Okay? If you're like most of us, you spent the last couple of weeks eating like shit, <laughs> drinking more alcohol than you normally do, eating more shit than you normally do, staying up late, all that stuff. And so you're depleted. You're tired from the holidays, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually even, all right? You're exhausted. It's been a lot, right? It's fun for some of us. Some of us, some people are stressful. I get that. But it's a lot of energy and it's been outputted. And so now here you sit depleted and that's the worst time to start a plan, especially when we kind of eat like shit you got all those cravings. So instead of thinking that you were going to start perfect today, oh shit, it's Monday. Oh, oh tomorrow I'm going to start perfect on a Tuesday. That feels weird. You ain't going to do that either, probably. If you are, great, just ignore me, okay? But if you're not, I want you to know there's another alternative here. So if you approach this week as a re-entry, what that means is, let me start to get myself back on track. Let me get some sleep. Let me go to bed a little bit early. Let me start drinking my water. Let me go for a little walk. Let me eat some fruit today. Okay, tomorrow, let me eat better. Oh, I ate some cookies. That's no big deal. It's less cookies than I was eating. I'm doing better. Let's get back. So that next Monday, I can kind of kick things off in a more all-focused way. You know, and if you're not there, then that's fine too. You know what I mean? But yeah, you got to get all the all or nothing mindset, especially now, especially now. 
Karen says, yes, join the program. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Karen's on the program, killing it. Yep. Everyone's on Ozempic, scary, remember, Fen Fen. Yeah, I know. And now now it's friggin' uh, Oprah. And I always joke, I mean, I love I like Oprah. I, I don't I don't know. I know people people hate can hate anyone, I guess, but um I like Oprah enough, you know. But I will say one thing. If you want to lose weight, please stop listening to this lady. <laughs> she's she's clearly if she's talking about like abundance, making a lot of money, being really successful, listen to everything she has to say. If she's talking to you about how to lose weight, uh, just turn the channel off. She, she, this is not her forte. Okay. And I wouldn't be surprised. She probably, probably was like, they probably gave her a bunch of stock in Ozempic. I, I hate to sound so cynical, but you know, it, it's, it's a tough world out there, but yeah, the Ozempic thing, I just, <clears throat> I know what Ozempic is and I know the weight loss industry. And what that means is the weight loss industry always bullshits you. It's the carnival industry. It's like, you know, you go to the carnival and they, they try to sell you the game, you know, that's really hard to do, but it make it seem real easy. You know, so it's like, you know, you think you're going to win and then you, 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 next thing you are $10, you know, lighter. Um, that's what the weight loss industry is. They're always trying to make difficult things seem easy. And Ozempic's not an easy thing. It's an intense medicine that we don't even know the full scope of what it does. Let's be honest. It's a new medicine. Um, and secondly, it's something apparently you have to take for the rest of your life if you're going to do it. Okay. And we don't know what it does. Uh, and it's again, it's another Band-Aid. You know, it, it doesn't resolve the actual problem. And so what's the real problem? The real problem is your mindset, folks. Your mindset is the number one thing impacting your weight. It's more impactful than your genetics, your hormones, um, even your environment, you know, all of it. Um, what's up, Jordan? <laughs> I see Jordan's been writing some stuff. I missed those. So happy new year to you. Um, so yeah, Ozempic, again, I, I'm here to be supportive. So if you want to do Ozempic, hey, I've had people in the program that are, on Ozempic that uh, are in the program. You know what I mean? So, so they're taking the Ozempic and they're learning how to master their mindset while they're on it. You know, and I, I applaud that because they're aiming at a real solution. Just taking the Ozempic is just a Band-Aid forever. And again, I'm not here to knock it. If that's the, the path you want to take, um, I, I support you and I, and I wish you all the best with it. Um, Debbie says, I lost 62 pounds. I'm on Juro. It has changed my life. Great job, Debbie. Um, Regan, what's up, Regan? Uh yeah, Mary says, what happens when you stop taking the medication? We will find out. How do you get a handle on sugar? Um, that's a good question. Uh, how do you get a handle on sugar? There's kind of two parts to it. I will say what most people try to do is just you, you want some magic tactic. Um, but, but a lot of getting a handle on sugar is changing the way that you think about sugar first and foremost. Because right now, like the way you think about sugar, like you know it's bad for you logically, but emotionally you have a strong desire for it, right? You, you love sugar. If, if you're like, if you eat a lot of sugar, emotionally, physically, viscerally, the association of a sugar is you love it. Now, logically, you know, it's not good for you, but the feeling you have is I want to eat it. And if I don't eat it, I feel deprived. You know, that's what's driving your behavior. So we got to get a handle on that. We got to reframe sugar and what it is. Again, this is one of those things you've been conditioned to minimize what sugar is doing to you, you know? And when you eat a lot of sugar, um, consistently, it is wreaking havoc on you physically, mentally, emotionally, in all these ways. And so I think what, what I always recommend to people, if you want to get a handle on sugar, first thing I would suggest is go watch a documentary on sugar. Go watch how sugar is made. Go watch how sugar affects your body, your mind, your nervous system. Go see what it actually does to you because you don't know. You have a vague general idea it's not good for you, but you don't really know what it's doing to you. 
you don't realize how difficult it's making it on your body to be as healthy as you want to be um, and to be the weight you want to be. And so once you once you reframe sugar and start to see it for what it is, you're not seeing it for what it is. Okay, you you don't you don't really know what sugar is. You just have this strong bond to it, this strong emotional bond to it. Again, I'm saying it's like the cigarettes, right? Again, if someone in 1920s they're just as addicted to cigarettes physically, but their mentality is completely different than what it is now, right? Because in the 20s, shit, they used to have ads back in the day where they would have doctors smoking cigarettes. They say, you know, these, these cigarettes are the healthiest cigarettes, you know? So again, a lot of people, they, they, what's an ad like that do? It minimizes what the negative effects of the cigarette are. That's what we're living in with the sugar, especially, is that we're constantly, our entire lives getting fed this message that sugar's fine. It's this fun, enjoyable thing. Um, and, and it is in a small dose, as I think, but it's when it starts to become an all-the-time thing. It, it's very addictive, and it's very much like an addiction, and what it's doing to your body is very harmful, and you're not seeing it that way. So again, the first step I would suggest to getting a handle on sugar is to spend a half hour, even, and just go research what sugar is, what sugar does to your body. It's going to be very eye-opening. Um, and then you can start getting into the strategies of how to start dealing with it. But one way to deal with it, the three R's, right? Re the three R's of weight loss, reduce, replace, remove. Okay, again, when it comes to sugar, what most people do is, well, I'm just going to remove it. I got to go cold turkey completely all, all out of there. And that's the only way I can do it. Okay, but, but you know, what if it, that way doesn't work for you? Well, then I guess, I don't know, that I won't do anything else. You know, So become more flexible, folks. You know what I mean? If you want to go cold turkey with the sugar, great. Go ahead, go go cold turkey with it. If that works, great. You're, you're finished, you're done. Super, okay? But if you try and go cold turkey with sugar and it doesn't work, remember my voice and remember, oh, I, I could reduce it, I could replace it, I could start getting more strategic. I don't have to do it all at once either. So there's many ways to go at things, you know? So again, I want you to understand what I'm saying here. The first one is to change how you think about it. The second one is to be flexible with how you're approaching it. And, and then you'll be doing it. <laughs> Real to me. Uh, Debbie says, I'll keep taking on maintenance dose. I'm almost there. As long as I can afford it anyway, it's very expensive. That's what I mean, Debbie. I appreciate you saying that, okay? Because that stuff's really expensive. You know, I mean, I, mean, I see different numbers and that's how it is in the medical thing. But, you know, I've seen numbers between $1,000 and $2,000 a month, you know, to be on these medicines. I don't know what a maintenance dose is. Um, and so we'll see. We'll see how the maintenance goes too. I have not seen much about the maintenance of um, these medicines. So I'm very curious about that, how maintenance doses work and, and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, it's very expensive. So I just want to point that out when people say like, you know, my program and what I charge with people, um, they think what, if they think that's expensive, you know, they're just so willing to, to fork over all their money for these medicines. Um, that again, I'm not knocking them. You know what I mean? Like, like they, I'm not saying I don't have a place, but I don't think it's the real solution. I think it's more of a bandaid. And I hope that's not the case for you, Debbie, because I, I want the best for you. Um, but for a lot of people, it is kind of a bandaid. It doesn't fix the core issue. You know, um, have you learned how to think like a thin, healthy person. You know, have you learned how to transform yourself from the inside out into the person you want to be? And one aspect of that is your weight and your health. Um, so you take it for the rest of your life and you take, slowly take less and less. Now you take it for the rest of your life. It, it's absolutely something you take for the rest of your life. The maintenance dose is where I'm, I'm fascinated by that. I'm really looking forward to seeing those numbers. Um, but you have to take the medicine for the rest of your life to, in some capacity. And so I'm assuming the maintenance dose is just a lower dose. Um, but that's going to be really interesting to see what the, the decrease in dosage does. So I'm, I'm curious about seeing that. Um, I'm not looking that far in the future. Ah, see, Debbie, that, and there, there we go, though. Yeah. 
You know, that's what I say. Debbie just said that. I'm not looking that far in the future. Now, again, I, I'm not, I'm here for, for support. What I do want to point out to people though, um, what I want to point out to people is that you all, if you're, if you're overweight, I can almost guarantee you, you have a dieter mindset. We, we all in this culture are basically dieter mindsets. If we struggle with, if we don't struggle with weight or we never had a weight issue, then not so much, right? Because we're not in that world. But if you ever struggle with your weight and you're stuck there, you've got a dieter mindset. It's your core problem. And the core problem of a dieter mindset is it's short term. It's short term. You just think, I just want to lose the weight, you know, and you're thinking short term. You don't, you're not thinking long term, I promise you. And this is what begins a lot of the problems because when you think short term, all sorts of other problems kind of pop up. And so Debbie kind of says, I'm not looking that far in the future. So when you, as far as in the future as you look, Debbie, what, what do you see after that? That's what I'm talking about, you see? And that's what I want everyone to focus on. Again, I, I'm not, the medicines, everything's good and bad, folks. You, you know what I mean? Everything is good and bad. My program's good and bad. My program's amazing for the long-term results, but it's bad because you're not going to lose a million pounds right away. Sorry, you know, it's not, there's a quote, I, I wanted to start the whole thing off this way, on the whole the podcast this way, is that there's a great saying that, that most people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. The reason I get here, I love doing, my January 1 live is my favorite one because it's a way for you to, for the the only time this year, pretty much, that you can think about your weight in a long term time frame of a year, right? Because where were you last year? Where were you last year at this time, with your weight? Where were you the year before? Where do you want to be next year at this time, right? So it's a it's a natural year long container, and it's good because you've got to start thinking about your weight longer term. Ironically, weight mastery is a lot easier than weight loss. Weight loss is hard because you're way overcorrecting. You're trying to do everything perfect on day one and just lose all the weight as fast as you can, you know? But you're never thinking about your long-term success. This is why I've been at the same weight for 30 years. I had one blip 12 years ago, but I love how I'm living. I love how I eat. I love how I'm thinking about myself and how I feel. I love all these things. So I'm not, I'm not worried that where I'm going to be in 20 years. I'm going to be on the same path, but just a higher level of it. The path of mastery is fascinating. Again, this was the benefit of doing yoga, martial arts, guitar. These are paths of mastery. There's no finish line to them. There's just, you just keep getting better and better and better and better and better and better at it. And my weight and health path is the exact same thing. And it's exciting because there's always progress to be made. There's always new things to learn. There's always new tweaks and optimizations to make. But it's a, that's a completely different way of thinking about it than how a typical dieter thinks about it. I just want to lose the weight. You know, Debbie, I'd suggest you start thinking further in the future, right? That's only going to help you. Um, I'm going to catch up on these questions. Uh, holistic, holistic, Oslem says, it's the, right now it's the only pleasure in my life. I'm going to say, I'm going to imagine food, probably sugar. I was just talking about sugar. Um, listen, folks, if, if food is the only pleasure in your life, uh, what I would suggest is that you don't even worry about weight loss then because you've got bigger fish to fry, right? If, if you, if the food is the biggest pleasure in your life, again, that's an indicator of you're probably not in a great place mentally and emotionally in your, in your life, you know? And so maybe the weight isn't the primary thing you focus on. You know, maybe the thing you focus on is getting some more pleasure in your life in a way that doesn't involve food. You know, th there's better pleasures in life than that. You know, but if you feel like that's the best pleasure, again, that's a mindset issue, 
right? Because your mindset says, oh, the food's the best pleasure I can get. That's not true, you know? But if you believe it, that's going to make weight loss almost impossible, you know? So, okay, Debbie, I appreciate you saying this too, right? So, so I asked Debbie about some of the side effects of Manjaro, um, mostly constipation, um, and then <laughs> what Debbie doesn't know though, is that Marcy is actually just killing it, um, in the program, you know, so she shouldn't look into it, you know, because she's doing all this stuff naturally. So again, I'm not, I'm not here to, to beat up on people taking medication. I take Medicaid, I take statin. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not there doing that, but I am saying if you don't have to take that expensive medication that potentially has a lot of side effects we don't know about, there are all the alternatives and the alternative you, you've all have never tried most likely is a mindset approach. You know, so you should try not, Debbie. <laughs> Regan says, Will you still hypnotize when I'm 18? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yep. Marcy says, No, thanks. Well, I'll stick with Jim. I'll never do a drug again, but I was curious. Hey, Astrid, what's happening? Best wishes to you, too. Happy New Year. Um, glad to see you here. Alicia says, It's been around for a decade. What's been around for a decade, Manjaro? Um, I like that comparison of the weight loss industry to a carnival. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. It's pretty accurate. Kim says, I can't st stop snacking all day. All right, here we go, right? So let's talk about that. That's a common one a lot of people struggle with. Um, in, in, in the, the problem's right there in what you said, okay? In that you can't stop snacking all day. But the, the question is, in my mind, what are you snacking on? Right. So I'm, I'm going to assume that Kim's not snacking on bananas and apples and, you know, nuts and other fresh fruits and vegetables. Right. We're going to assume that the snacking is done on processed foods, you know, and that's what processed foods are designed for, to be snacked on and not fill you up, not satisfy you. They're meant to be grazed on and casually snacked on all day long. OK, so you can stop snacking all day, first of all. Um you just haven't figured out how to do it yet. And again, it always starts with a mindset piece of the motivation, you know? Because um, of course, Kim, if I said, I'll give you a million dollars next week if you don't snack anymore for this whole week, could you stop snacking? Right? <laughs> well, of course, right? So it's not that you can't stop snacking, so you don't really wanna stop snacking, right? So that's, that's the first problem. And then the second problem is again, understanding the, you know, some of the nutritional, um, you know, underpinnings of, of very addictive foods that we keep overeating. Okay. But you can absolutely stop, Kim. You just have to be motivated. Um, John says, how can I learn to do hypnotherapy? Oh, that's a good question. Um, how do you learn to do hypnotherapy? Now I will give you my answer. I could say, just go get a course, take courses. There, there's programs all over the place, but I believe my opinion of being a hypnotist and a hypnotherapist is that it's like being a musician. And, you know, it's like you can go to musician college. It doesn't mean you're going to be a great musician necessarily, you know. So I think it starts with a passion. And so my path here is I was obsessed with hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, psychology, personal development. Um, geez, it was f six years obsessed with it before. It might have been seven, eight years before I even went and got certified. You know, so I was obsessed with these things. So yeah, reading books. I love the NLP books, Frogs and the Princes, Use Your Brain for a Change, Structure of Magics, one and two are great. Um, hypnosis, Milton Erickson books are great. There's a lot of hypnosis programs that are really good out there. Um, so I would start by doing your own self-learning, book-based learning. And then if that's really interesting to you, again, there's a lot of programs out there. And you can always email me. I'll shoot you some suggestions on some of them. What are the three R's again? Reduce, replace, remove. Remember, folks, it's more than just remove. <laughs> Dieters just want to remove, right? Because they're all or nothing. 
And so it's like, if they're doing sugar, they got to cut the sugar out completely, right? They're eating carbs, they got to completely cut the carbs out, you know? But you don't have to do that. You got reduce and replace as well. I can't do that, Jim. If I eat a little sugar, I eat all the sugar. Well, okay. But it's like, you're always eating all the sugar though. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like if that, if the, <laughs> people say that to me, right? So they'll be like, oh, I can't reduce or replace because if I eat any sugar or anything sweet, I'll eat all the sugar. Well, so, okay, so you have to cut it out completely? Yeah, that's what I got to do. So that's what you've been doing? Yeah, when I try, that's what I try to do. Has it been working? No. Okay, so you get nothing works then. <laughs> you know I mean, like, you're married to that one idea that you got to cut everything out cold turkey, which again, I'm not saying that that can work, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You know, and that's the point is we want to be sensitive and aware of what's going on. You know, we can't just be married to one idea that that's the only way to do it. Um, Debbie says, pay $182 out of pocket. Um, I'm definitely interested in what you do, those working on inside now. Yeah, yeah, Debbie. I mean, it's the inside piece is, um, that's what you see. Now, again, listen, I, I'm not against the food noise thing. You know, it makes me crazy in a way because I've been working on food noise for 30 years. Because what's food noise? To me, food noise is your internal dialogue. Program yourself thin is literally all about how you talk to yourself. I mean, if I had to like break it down to the most obvious basic component, do you all know that you got an internal dialogue, right? You're, you're all talking to yourself. We all are. We all talk to ourselves 24 hours a day. And what we're saying to ourselves has a huge impact on our weight. So if, if like, again, if you watch a lot of like network TV, a lot of food commercials and you love fast food, good luck, right? Because you're, you're seeing, if you watch two hours of TV, you're probably seeing 20 ads of fast food that are constantly triggering and conditioning you to put ideas in your mind, you know? So anyways, what you say to yourself, and that's the part too, Debbie, you'll, you'll start to realize this. Yeah, I can, I can hear, I'm guessing you're in the weight loss phase of it, you know? This is what happens for most dieters. They trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. The problem always starts, folks, when the scale, when you get to your goal weight, right? Because now you don't have the pleasure of the food and now you don't have the pleasure of the scale going down either. Now you're just left with yourself. And now you realize, oh, there's the fucking problem. <laughs> there's a problem. I'm the problem. The way I think about shit's the problem. And now I don't have the excitement of the food or the excitement of the weight loss to blind myself from it. Not to get negative, but I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, it's estimated, what, 82 to 95% of people that lose the weight put the weight back on. 100% of people that get off the medication put the weight back on. Not 100, it's never 100, but it's, it's pretty much everyone, right? Um, because you never learn how to do it. Again, the medication, it's like it, it, it affects you for a little while while you're taking it. Then you get off and you go right back to thinking how you were. You didn't learn anything. You know what I mean? Like nothing really changed. You had this Band-Aid that you kept putting on and it kind of helped for a little bit. So again, what, what I always say is it comes down to this, that right now, as you're listening to me, you probably got two mindsets. You got an overweight mindset and you got a dieter mindset. And you just keep flip-flopping between them. And even at your best, when you diet yourself right down to your goal weight, the same problems still exist. You got an overweight mindset and a dieter mindset. Can't keep dieting and you can't go back to being overweight. But what do you end up doing usually? What have you done in your life? You've gone back to being overweight because that's, the, that's your core mindset, right? When you're not thinking about eating and exercising and weight loss and all the rest of it, and you're just doing your life, just get caught up in other things and you're just eating and living and whatever, you're overweight, right? It almost feels like there's a subconscious thermostat set to you being overweight. That's your, that's your natural, normal mindset that, that when you're just kind of on autopilot, that's what you do. That's what we need to change. You need to go from thinking like an overweight person to thinking like a thin and healthy person. How are you going to do that? 
How are you going to do that? How are you going to think like a thin and healthy person? Do you think that's important? And if you do, how are you going to learn to do it? I don't see a lot of people explaining it, right? So in Program Yourself Thin, there's three components to it, right? The first one's the Program Yourself Thin technique is that one two-minute hypnosis technique I teach you how to do um, to yourself. So you learn to take control of your own brain. I don't know how you're ever going to control your weight if you can't control your own brain. And you have no idea how to control your own brain. You're at war with it constantly. Dieter, overweight mindset. Your dieter mindset is just trying to fight against your overweight mindset. It always feels like a battle. It doesn't feel like a battle for me because I've programmed my subconscious mind to be thin and healthy. There's not this internal battle, you know? So if you think thin and healthy is important, you know, thinking like a thin healthy person, how are you doing that? You know, so again, program yourself thin. The first one is, do you know how to program yourself? Great. The second thing is, do you know what to do? Do you actually have like a plan for what you're going to do? And I'm not just talking about an eating plan, right? So I call, I, I call it the weight mastery pyramid to indicate the importance of these. The bottom level, the most important level is your mindset then lifestyle, then eating. And so once you, again, so in my program, there's six categories of mindset. Motivation. Do you know how to motivate yourself? Self-image. That's what this process is all about. Your weight is just a physical projection of your mental self. This is probably something Debbie might be dealing with. You probably still think of yourself as an overweight person. You still think of yourself as an emotional eater, food addict, overeater, whatever it may be. You know, so this process really, in my opinion, weight loss is really an inside out process of transforming how you think of yourself, your identity. So we start with motivation, then do self-image. Then we go into your habits. Do you know the neuroscience of habits or are you just winging it? You're just trying to change them, right? It helps when you understand the structure of habits. Um, emotions. Do you know how to feel the emotions you want to feel and deal with the shitty emotions you don't want to feel in a way that doesn't involve food? If you don't, don't you think it's going to be hard to control your weight, Right. Um, how to think, literally, the nuts and bolts, how to think like a thin, healthy person, and maintenance, right? So those are the six categories we go through in the mindset blueprint, and you fill them out. You, they need to be customized to you. Um, then there's a lifestyle blueprint, right? Eight habits that, that turn you into a completely different version of yourself. And again, what they are in order of importance, proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. You start weaving those into your life, you become a better version of yourself. And then the eating blueprints, you know, that are customized to you, your likes, your preferences, your lifestyle. And so those are the blueprints, you know, you fill those out. Now, you know, and it's a living, breathing document because as you go through this process, you tweak and optimize it. You improve your blueprints, but those blueprints become the roadmaps you follow to get to and then live at your goal weight. The program yourself thin techniques, the one you use to program your subconscious mind to follow those blueprints on autopilot. And then there's hypnosis sessions, which I send you every day. It's an eight-week program, and I deliver it through the phone. So every morning when you wake up, I know the hardest part of weight loss is remember, oh, shit, right, I'm, I'm losing weight now. Oh, right, I'm a different person than I was yesterday. Yesterday, Sunday, I didn't give a shit about carbs, and now it's Monday, I cannot eat any, any carbs, <laughs> right? So the, the hardest part is to remember. So I know you're going to look at your phone tomorrow morning when you wake up. When you do, you're going to see a message from me. You're going to tap on it, and you're going to listen to your five-minute hypnosis session. You're going to start your day relaxed, calm, with this positive stuff put in your head. I'm literally creating a thin and healthy mindset in your, in your brain for you, you know, through this program. And then there's coaching sessions as well, right? Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of how that, that program works. But yeah, Debbie, you definitely get, get, get on the inside piece now because you want these results to last. Yeah, reduce, replace, remove. Um, what's the core issue? Faulty thinking? Can I blame environmental? Um, Myra, yeah, environmental stuff's huge. No doubt about it. Environmental stuff's huge. But mindset's always the biggest one. Okay, we could have an unhelpful environment, 
Um, I had an unhelpful environment when I was starting. And it's the weirdest thing, right? Because it's counterintuitive. Because you always think people are going to like be really excited and supportive of when you start losing weight and being healthier and all the rest of it. But it's not like that, you know, for a number of reasons. Um, but so, so I didn't have a supportive environment in some ways. You know, some of it was support. I, 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 some areas were okay and a lot of them weren't. So I recognized that and I dealt up strategies to deal with them. So you see what I'm saying? So, so again, environmental stuff is absolutely real. We can't ignore it, but we also can't say, oh, I'm in this environment, so it controls me. That's not true either. It always comes down to how we're going to respond to it. So we acknowledge the environment we're in. We acknowledge the challenges that we may have. And we say, okay, how can I deal with this in the best way possible? Do you see what I mean? Um, so yeah, I think the core issue always comes down to faulty thinking. I, I, I think everyone who's struggling with their weight, I go right to mindset. And I've never, I've never, ever, never talked to somebody who's been struggling with their weight, um, approached their mindset and found that it was amazing and rock solid. I've never found that. So to me, now don't, there's other issues, folks. Okay, I'm not sitting here saying, um, that like physical issues aren't real. I'm not saying menopause doesn't affect things. I'm not saying that hormones don't affect things. Thyroids don't affect things. You know, there are real insulin resistance. There are real physical challenges, no doubt. But underneath those are the mindset piece of how you're responding to those physical challenges. And that's the biggest piece, you know? So yeah, I would say faulty thinking is a good way to put it. A, a mindset that's not supportive um, for the results you want, you know? Um, Debbie says, help my mental health so much. Lifestyle choices need to work on. That's why I'm listening to. Yeah, yeah, Debbie, I get that. Um, again, you know, so let me let me explain this too. You, I think you like this, Debbie. Um, because, and I say this to everyone. Again, the diet industry, one of the things they do, and the diet industry is not your friends, folks. Okay, all the diets that you're subconsciously referencing about how to lose weight are all owned by the big food companies. All right, get ready. You might want to have a seat for this. <laughs> but did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Um, the company owns Atkins Food Products, is owned by Onions Pretzels and Cinnabon. The company owns Slim Fast, is owned by the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. So, do you really think that these companies don't want you eating those types of foods? Do you really think that, or do you think that they're just perpetuating more bullshit because they get you coming and going? They get you on the diet path, and then they condition you in a way that you're going to keep eating their bullshit anyways. You know, that's what I think. But anyways, so when you as a dieter think about weight loss, you have been conditioned to think about it very superficially. And what I mean by that is that you really just think about weight loss. I just want to look better. I want to wear that dress. I want to wear the bathing suit, you know, because every single diet ad you've seen, and you've seen millions of them. It's always a before and after picture of how long between the two. And so you subconsciously, you think about your weight in terms of how you're going to look. Now, another way to reframe that is that you think about your weight loss superficially, right? You think about how you're going to look. And your motivation's superficial. It ain't, it ain't lasting. But the truth is that your weight really should be wrapped in personal development. Your weight loss process should be wrapped in personal development because what's way more motivating than just losing some weight and wearing a bathing suit is becoming the person who you want to be. And so if you start to look at it as this transformative process of I want to be this person who I want to be in life, um, what's the best version of me? And now we start getting some interesting things. What's the most important stuff in your life? It's probably relationships, right? There's certain relationships that are really important. Um, being, I don't know, financial success, right? Taking care of kids, other people, um, your own personal development, right? Whatever is really important to you in your life. You got to understand that, that your weight, how you're eating, your lifestyle are all impacting those. So I'm not saying you're going to be more successful because you're thinner. I'm saying you're going to be more successful 
because you're thinner and you have more energy and you're lighter and you're more energized and you feel better about yourself and you're not wasting all that energy thinking about weight loss and how what a piece of shit you are and all this other stuff. You see what I'm saying? So it's about becoming the person you want to be. And I think that's a much more effective way to approach your weight loss because just wanting to lose weight is not enough motivation. I'm going to take it all the way to the extreme here, folks. If you're overweight and you're not losing any weight, it's because you don't want to lose weight. Uh, sorry, but I'm, I'm not here to bullshit you. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to be honest. You know, again, most situations I've seen, if someone's not losing weight, it's because they don't really want to lose weight. They'd like to lose weight, right? They wish they'd lose weight, but they don't really want to lose weight. They want to keep living and eating the way they're living and eating. That's what they want to do. And they wish they'd lose weight, but they want to eat that way. That's what I see most of the time, you know? Um, Ira says, Debbie might be right. Some people can't look too far. It's not good sometimes. Um, I hear you. You're right. Yeah, yeah, sure. I get that too. I, I Listen, that's the diet or mindset. I don't know. I, I think... Um, Hey, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like there's 8 billion people on the planet, right? So so there, there's a whole spectrum of approaches. And, I, and I'm a big believer in that, okay? Um, no doubt about it. Um, how often do you weigh yourself? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it, when I was losing weight, I was weighing myself every day. And I'm a big believer. Again, we go back to, there, there's always different answers, right? There's no one answer. There, everything's good and bad. And it's up to you where you want to go with it. Um, but if you want to lose weight, I would suggest weighing yourself every day. Right? I think one of the cruelest things you can do to yourself is weigh yourself once a week. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, one of the things I learned from weighing myself every day is the biggest weight fluctuation I have is about five pounds in one day. Right? A little bit of an outlier, but I usually be two, three pounds difference. Just based on what? I don't know, salt, water, whatever. You know, just random things. So if I weigh myself once a week, and the first week I weigh myself, I'm down three pounds. And the next week I weigh myself, I'm up three pounds. Just, just the, the, again, those fluctuations. It looks like I put six pounds on. Oh my God, I was eating well and I exercised and everything. And it's like, I put four pounds on, maybe you lost two pounds, right? But it looks like a four pound gain, you know? So it's like, you're never going to catch those fluctuations if you're weighing yourself once a week. I, I just, I, I can't think of anything crueler, you know? Either don't use the scale at all or weigh yourself every day. That's what I've seen work best. But again, it's up to figure out, ultimately it matters what, what works best for you. Okay, no doubt about it. So there's really no like how often, you know, what's the right number of times to weigh yourself. It's up to you. But I will say this too. A lot of people say, oh my God, I couldn't weigh myself every day. It's, it's a nightmare. Well, listen, again, that we can change that. The way you feel about stepping on the scale has been conditioned into you. It's not a real feeling. You know, it, it's like you can change the way that you step on the scale. Uh, let me give you an example. This, it may seem like an extreme to you, but it, it, it proves a point. You're not anxious about looking at your speedometer, right? When you're driving your car, you don't, you're not scared about looking at the speedometer because if, if you're going too fast, you know how to slow down. If you're going too slow, you know how to speed up. So you just use it as feedback. It's a feedback mechanism, right? And you're not worried about using it because you're comfortable and you know how to speed up and slow down. So the scale is not the problem. It's your inability to know how to manage your weight, how to manage your eating, your lifestyle, your habits. That's the problem. And the scale just reveals that, you know? And so once you know, once you understand how to influence your thinking, your mindset, your habits, your behaviors, your eating, your lifestyle, the scale just becomes another feedback mechanism. And obviously when it comes to weight, it's a very valuable feedback mechanism. However, lots of people lose weight successfully without weighing themselves too. So I just want to make that clear as well. Um, let me see here. Uh, Rebecca says, I'm beginning to get it. 
Yeah, awesome job. And by the way, folks, okay, so yeah, get on my email list, follow me. But I also got a podcast. It's called Program Yourself Thin. Listen to it. Because these ideas are out of left field for most people. If this is the first time you're hearing me, it's kind of like, what? What? I never thought of things this way. No, I know. That's why I get out here and do this. This is a mission for me. I've been mentioning, my dad died when uh, he was 54. I was nine years old. He died of a heart attack. Um, he was obese, unhealthy lifestyle, and there was no need for him to die. No need to die at that age. And um, the biggest trauma of my life was unnecessary. You see? So for me, weight loss, your weight is life and death. It, it, this isn't just about you looking good in a bathing suit. I want you to look good in a bathing suit too, but um, this to me is a mission because I, I want you to be alive for as long as you can. I want you to have the best quality of life while you're here. My, my, my goals and motivations for you are much deeper than the typical weight loss practitioner. <laughs> right? I just want make that clear. Um, but so I'm, I'm here to help you. You know that, That's what I'm going to do. Debbie says, I will contact you, okay? Yeah, great. Yeah, shoot me a message, Debbie. Um, because I can tell you, I mean, you know, again, go watch the training too, by the way. Like, like yeah, I can tell you're a thinker. You, you'd really do well in the program. Who does well in the program yourself in program real quick? Um, people that are overthinkers. Okay, I just want to make that clear. Uh, and if you're listening to me right now, you're probably an overthinker. So uh, overthinking and weight loss does not go well together, right? And so being an overthinker is not the problem, folks. I'm an overthinker, right? You're probably somewhat of a perfectionist. And so what happens is this reveals when you're an overthinker, you just have like the supercomputer brain. And what happens is if you're running shitty programs, you just get shittier results faster, okay? So the overthinking is not the problem. It's what you're overthinking. And you don't have good programs to run. But once you start running helpful, healthy, thin programs, you start getting amazing results because you are an overthinker. You know, but what you're doing is you're overthinking the wrong things. Yeah, maybe I'll freak you out, right? I don't know if you ever watch Mental. Like, how do you know that? How do you know that? Well, how do I know what you're thinking? I don't know you, right? So how do I know what you think about your weight? Well, let's give it a shot, right? What an overthinking, perfectionist, smart, intelligent person does and thinks about all day long is you're focusing on the problem of your weight. You're, you're focused on what's wrong. And you ask questions constantly, like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why do I keep overeating? Why do I keep screwing up? Why can't I do this? Why do I keep struggling with this? Why can't I get this? right? You're always trying to figure out why you keep messing up. But what you don't realize is you're focusing on the problem exclusively. You're never, ever, never asking questions like, how can I make this easier? How can I lose weight in a fun and enjoyable way? How can I make eating healthier, automatic, and natural for me? You're never asking those questions. And so you're not utilizing your greatest resource and ability, which is to overthink, right? Because I'm an overthinker. And that overthinking brain, depending which programs it's running, it can grind you into the ground or it can lead you up to the heavens. It depends what you're running and how do you know how to use it. And you don't have any clue how to use it. I know this because I had no clue how to use it. And I would have never learned it if it wasn't just for the, literally the universe just dropping this shit in my lap and me being obsessed with it. I knew right away. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I instantly felt transformation, you know? And so here you are, you're stuck. I know you. If you're watching this, everyone in my program is usually between the ages of 45 and 65. They're smart, successful women typically. And... They've been thinking about weight loss for 30, 40 years. They've tried all the different diets. None of them worked. All they do is think about weight loss and they're not losing any weight. That's the majority of my clients, right? And it's because they don't know how to run their brain. You don't realize you're just constantly grinding yourself down on the ground by trying to figure out. Because you think, you think you're going to figure out what's the, what's the problem. Why haven't I been stuck? What's wrong with me? You think you're going to have this magical discovery that figures it out and then everything's going to instantly change. You have this breakthrough and all of a sudden you just figure it all out. 
And that's not the case. Because your weight is really not based on your conceptual knowledge of what you should and shouldn't do and what you understand. Your weight is based on your behaviors. And you have almost no understanding of how to change your behaviors. All you're doing is winging it with willpower. You try and force yourself to act differently. That's your strategy in a nutshell. And it works for a little bit if that. And the older you get, the less it works because you don't even believe it at all anymore. You've lost weight too many times and put it back on for you to even trust yourself at all anymore. And so now you can't even get started and you're just stuck and you don't know what to do. And now you're thinking, oh, should I do the Ozempic? Should I do the medicine? And you don't want to do it. I know, I, I know, you know. And it's like, really, have you ever, with your big brain, your, your best skill, your big old brain, have you learned how to use your brain to work for you? Have you? And I know the answer, you know? So again, get in my world. There, there's a better way. Stop it. God damn it if you're going to start keto again tomorrow. You know, you get what you deserve if you start Weight Watchers again. <laughs> if you've never done Weight Watchers, go ahead and knock yourself and try it, okay? That's fine. But if you, have, if you, if this is the, if you're into double digits with Weight Watchers, Come on. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's time to do something different. God, it's 2024, the year of the mindset. How about we call it that? <laughs> um, thoughts on soursop leaves? Well, I love when people ask me things that I have not heard of. So let's look up a soursop leave. But I'll tell you right off the bat that there's no leaves, there's no plants, there's no berries. There's no, there's nothing from a faraway jungle that's going to make you thin. So here we go. Sour sop leaves, also known as graviola, treat a variety of things. I don't know. Again, again, nothing like that. There's no one thing that's the solution. There's no one thing that's going to get you the results you're imagining in your mind. There's no one diet. There's no one exercise. There's no one berry. There's no one tea leaves. There's nothing. There's no one medicine. None of those things. There's no one thing that's going to get you the results you want because you need a comprehensive, holistic approach. Did you just hear me when I broke down? By the way, you know, when it comes to mindset, I consider myself one of the, the elite trainers on mindset because you never get any details. I find a lot of people using the word mindset as a synonym for willpower, right? They'll be like, come on, come on, you got to get the right mindset. You got to have the right mindset. Come on, come on. Well, if you knew how to have the right mindset, you would already had it. You know, so you need people breaking it down in the granular details of how do I create the mindset? Again, motivation, self-image, habits, emotions, thinking, maintenance. We break those down. Now you understand how to have a thin and healthy mindset. Same with the lifestyle, you know, um, the lifestyle. What leaf is going to make up for proper sleep, proper hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude? What leaf, what berry is going to make up for that? What medicine is going to make up for those, having those things in your lives? Thinking properly so you feel comfortable, so you can deal with challenges that come up. You know, none of them. And so we just been, it's been a lifetime of being sold bullshit one thing. Because every diet's one thing, folks. Do you understand this? Dieting is just marketing. Okay, it's all bullshit. I'm telling you, all the big diets you know are all just marketing bullshit because they know they're appealing to people that are overwhelmed and, and depleted, exhausted, apathetic. They've tried everything and they're, they're just, oh, I don't know, I can't do another thing. So the diets, have, again, this is why I was talking about the carnival games. A carnival game has to make it seem really easy. I always joke around, the carnival game I always am a sucker for is the big the big basket with the softball thing. I don't know if you've ever seen that. And it's like, you're walking down the, the midway and the, the guy's like, he's throwing it over his head, he's behind his back. He, every time he throws it, goes in the basket and it's lazy. And he's like, oh shit, I can do that. And you walk up there, now you give him goddamn $10. <laughs> it used to be like a dollar or two. But anyways, you give him the 10 bucks, you get your three balls, you, you throw it as light as you can, thing bounces right out. 
that's dieting in a nutshell, you know, because every diet, look at like, like keto, right? Hey, just, just stop eating carbs. Just want, all you got to do is just stop eating carbs. Well, shit, anyone can do that. That's easy, right? The flip side of just stop eating carbs is completely change the way that you eat forever. Oh, that sounds a little more intimidating. So let's just go back. Oh, you just have to stop eating carbs. You just got to stop eating for 16 hours. You just got to stop eating sugar. You just got to eat 1200 calories. Just, just, just 1200 calories. Yeah. Just count your points, right? Everything's like one thing. And so again, the results you imagine in your mind are not going to happen from just doing one thing. You need to have a comprehensive, holistic approach. If that overwhelms you and scares you, I don't know what to tell you because it may sound like a lot, but it's not. Everything I do is based around real people. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss. So working with normal, regular people. How do you get yourself to do these things consistently? You know? So everything I do is about practicality. So I talk about eight habits. It doesn't mean all of a sudden tomorrow you're going to start doing eight habits. You know? Now I have a master ritual that I teach, which is six of the habits that you can do that in a minute or two. So again, it's all about practicality, consistency, making it doable and easy so that it can be enjoyable, so that you can grow, so you can evolve into the person you want to be. So yeah, sour sop leaves. I would not give much thought to those. User 769 says I need sugar. Um, I'm not going there. I am determined. No clue. Um, great stuff. Give him some likes. Thanks, Debbie. Yeah, give me some likes, folks. I'm here all day. <laughs> Talking weight loss all day. I could do that anyway. I talk literally weight loss all day long. I just invited someone to something. I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> Debbie says, no way. I did not know that. I know you're talking about the diets. Um, how often do you come live? I'm live every day at noon um, Eastern, pretty much, every weekday. Um, and this year, oh, I'm excited. I got so many exciting things, guys. So many exciting things coming for you all. Um, Debbie asked the cost of the program. That's a good question. So I've got two versions of the program. Um, there's the coaching version. This is the version I want you to get um, if you're really serious and you're financially you know, in a situation you can do it. Debbie, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's uh it's five and a half months of your medications, um. But it's yeah, it's a thousand dollars, and again, it's it's a thousand dollars for this week. That's it. You've been listening to me for a little while. I've been kind of teasing this for a bit, but it's going up to two thousand dollars next Monday, um. And because I'm starting advertising to certain people, and and that that'll be that. So it's a thousand dollars for eight weeks. It's that includes eight weeks of group coaching twice a week. We have calls. Those calls are getting moved too. So anyone in the program. I'm shifting the Tuesday call is going to be at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then we have a Thursday call at 3 p.m. Eastern. And it's a Zoom call. You get on there and we, and we we talk. And again, I keep the group small, so I give you a lot of attention. I get to know what your story is and, and we work on it. So that's the, that's the coaching program. And again, if you order that today, um, you're going to get three months of coaching. I'm giving you an extra month and you get a private session with me where we'll do a, a call um, over Zoom one-on-one. -on -one. We'll kind of kickstart you in the whole program. That's only today, though. That's only if you order today, okay? Just want to make that clear. Um, today being New Year's, New Year's Day. Um, the $1,000 will be pretty much all week, okay? But um, So that's that. And then if you don't want the coaching, which, again, I understand there's financial realities for people sometimes, um, and you just want to get the program, that's $300, okay? And that includes eight weeks. Again, you'll learn how to use the program yourself, Thin Technique. There's all video trainings. You get a membership. You get an app and everything that goes with it. Um, I'll teach you how to do the program yourself thin technique. I'll take you through filling out the weight mastery blueprints and you get eight weeks every single day. You get a hypnosis session. It's a five minute hypnosis session. You start your morning with these are really, really powerful. Um, you also get sleep gnosis sessions at night. You get a 10 minute session. So again, it's, it's a, I like to, it's a lot. You can go to the, um, you can go to program yourself thin and look it up if you want to find out about it. Um, but it's, it's like a weight loss cocoon. 
is kind of the best way to put it. Um, because it's not just telling you what to do. Again, if you look at pretty much the whole weight loss industry is people telling you what to do, right? They're, they're telling you what to eat, how to exercise, even dietitians and doctors, I'm going to tell you what to eat. And then you're left on your own to get yourself to do it. And the truth is you have almost no strategy or tools to actually get yourself to do the things you know you should. You have very limited ability to influence how you think and feel. And that's the main thing driving your eating folks. Do you know what I mean? Like this is the core of what I'm talking about here. When you look at your own weight issue, it's not a weight issue. It's an eating issue. It's a living issue. And you know what to do, but you can't get yourself to do it consistently. That's the problem. And why? Right? So it's the same knowledge in your head. Some days, some days, what's the difference between when you get in a situation and you eat well, or you get in the same situation and you eat like shit. And that's what we're talking about. Right? What's the difference? It's not the knowledge in your head. Both situations, you know what you should and shouldn't do. Right? The difference is how do you feel? Right? When you're when you feel good, when you're relaxed, calm, feeling good, connected to your goals, motivated, inspired, you eat well. When you had a stressful day, you got a fight with your partner, your boss yelled at you, and you're stressed out, you slept like shit last night. What happens? You're tempted and you say, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what I eat. I don't care. And, and then you eat it. So again, you have almost no ability to influence how you think or feel. And how you think and feel is driving all of your eating behaviors and pretty much all of your lifestyle behaviors. I hope this makes sense because I know you're spinning your wheels like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with you is you have a huge hole in your game. The big hole in your game is you don't know how to change how you think or feel or behave. And once you do, everything obviously becomes different. Um, so yeah, so, so there's two versions of the program, right? And they're, they're both going to be tremendously helpful. If you can work with me, that's the most valuable one. Cause again, um, that's the most value I can offer you when I can work with you one-on-one, I, I can see all the subconscious stuff and I, and I can help you change that. So, um, but, but again, wh- whatever helps you, what is the correct way to fast as a woman? Um, I would not know. I am not a fasting expert. Um, I do do nighttime fasting, which I consider to be 12, 13 hours of not eating a night. Um, but I could not, I don't, I don't know about, I'm not a fasting expert. Um, Greek. Yes. Uh, if we're not using the scale going down as motivation, then what should we use? That's a great question. I love that question so much. It's one of my favorite ones here. So, um, yeah, if you're, if you're not going to use the scale, let, let's think about this for a second though. Cause this is a magical question. Cause if you had the answer to this, huh, what a difference it all be. But this is really the question you all got to answer. You know? So what would you do? What could you possibly use to motivate yourself to get the scale to go down, to eat better, to lose weight, to feel better? What could you use as motivation if you weren't going to use the scale going down? Right? What do we use? Well, I suggest, again, this becomes this taking your weight loss and wrapping it in personal development. You know, I've really been thinking a lot about the last couple of weeks. I've been eating like shit the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, man, never mind the weight piece of it. I'm sluggish. My mind's not as clear. I'm not as energized. I'm tired a lot. Um, I'm taking more naps. Um, my moods have kind of been all over the place. And so, again, you have to understand that we've been minimized what the food does to us. We don't think about it this way, you know. But so what do you do instead of the weight piece of it? Right? Because I sit in front of you as someone who hasn't, I haven't lost weight. You know what I mean? I've always been stable. So how do I stay motivated, right? Because that's the, that's the question. This is the question for all of you that you're never thinking about. Nothing triggers a diet or more. There's losing weight. Then I say, 
What are you going to do once you get to your goal weight? Uh, I'll figure that out then, Jim. I'll figure that out then. Don't, don't mess it up for me. Don't mess this. I don't want to think about that now. I'll think about it when I get to my goal weight. You know? Yeah. You're scared of that question, right? Because you're scared. I don't know what I'm going to do. So how do I stay on track? How do I stay motivated? Because right? I'm not losing any more weight. Because I look at it as a path of personal development. You know? And so I look at how I eat, how I live, how I think, how I feel, and how I behave in terms of how I'm thinking in my head, like how clear my thought is. So let, let me, I, what, I need to give a context. So what's important to me in my life? Well, my family's most important, right? Um, my personal development's really important. My business is really important to me. These are really important things. And so for me, it's like for all of these things to be at the level I want them, at the highest level possible. And you, I want you to project your own stuff. What's important to you in your life? Everyone's got different things that are important, but it's probably your relationships. Some, some relationships are really important to you. Maybe your work, right? Um, but whatever it is, what's important to you in your life? What are the top three things in your life that are really important to you, that you're really passionate about, focused on, committed to, motivated by, do consistently? And then you start thinking, how much higher of a level could I approach those at? So if I'm working, I'm running my own business, if I'm eating like shit, even if I magically, my weight never changes. I start eating like shit, I stay up late, I don't drink any water, I don't walk, my mind's all over the place. Right? How am I going to be able to work at the same level as someone who is living this clean life where they're getting enough sleep, they're hydrated, they're nourishing themselves, they're moving, they're quieting their mind, they're able to focus? Do you know what I mean? Like, so, so again, this is what I'm trying to say. A great question, but within that question lies the most important answer, that the most motivation really ought to come from the person you become as you start to clean up your thinking, your feeling, your eating, your lifestyle. You know, it makes you into the best version of you possible. So again, thinking, I see Debbie wants to know that answer too. So I'll put it, because I, I know, I don't know the other person's name. But if Debbie, if you start to reframe this as, I want to be the best Debbie I possibly can. Who is the best Debbie that I can imagine in my mind? Who is that Debbie? And you start giving that definition. You start articulating the qualities of that Debbie. And now you make this process about becoming that version of you. And the weight's just one piece of it. One piece. Because we know the weight loss in and of itself isn't the answer. You know? There's got to be more to it. We need to have more context to it. So that's a great question. And you keep answering that. But you keep asking until you start coming up with answers to it. And you're going to be amazed at what you can do. Is it possible to lose weight if you're not losing numbers but losing inches? Um, is it possible to lose weight if you're not losing numbers but losing inches? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, there's redistribution of weight for sure. Um, you know, so as someone said, yeah, it can mean you're losing fat and gaining muscle. Um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a redistribution of weight um, in the short term. But again, in the long term, if you're, you know, after a month of like, if you begin to clean up your eating, you cut the calories down, whatever, and you stick with it for a month, if you're not losing any weight, um, you know, then I would, I would change up what I was doing. You know, but but yeah, there is recomposition periods. There's there's times where your bodies are just kind of getting used to things, and we have to take those into account. My parents don't seem to be going. My parents, my parents don't seem to be going down, but my inches. Oh, my pounds don't seem to be going down, but my inches and my clothes are going down. But I need to go for a knee replacement, and the doctors look at the pounds on the scale on your weight. Um, yeah, Kath, I, I would need to know more details about what you were doing right now. Um, <laughs> Marcy says me, I do well in the program. You're doing awesome on it. Myra, maybe obesity is an emotional disease that manifests physically. Oh, I would agree. I would think absolutely. Absolutely. Um, obesity absolutely is an emotional 
um, I don't know about disease, but you know, again, we get into that becomes real specific. But but it's certainly you know obesity is rooted in in the way we're thinking and because think about it this way, right? So it's like again, if we back up, if we reverse engineer your weight, right? Your weight is a reflection of your eating and your lifestyle. Okay, we all know that, and that's why you follow diets and workout plans to try and lose weight. Okay, but we never go any deeper than that. And I think that's where the real interesting things start to happen is if you look, okay, well, why am I eating the way I'm eating, right? And it's usually because you feel a certain way, right? When you're motivated and clear-headed and focused, it's easier to eat well than when you're tired, frustrated, and pissed off, right? And so it controls the feelings. It's the thoughts, you see? So it's thoughts, feelings, eating, weight, basically. Um, and so, yeah, I think if you're going to get control of your weight, you got to get control of your eating. But if you're ever going to get control of your eating, this is why I say the weight mastery pyramid, the eating's on top and underneath it rests lifestyle and mindset. Those are the foundational pieces of it. And if you just try and change the eating, you haven't changed any of the foundation. I don't know how that's going to last. I don't, I don't, I don't know how it would, you know? And so, yeah, obesity, I think absolutely. If you're going to approach and, and try and deal with obesity, you've got to have some aspect that's going to deal with the lifestyle and, and ultimately the, the thinking piece of it, the mindset piece of it. <laughs> Karen says overthinker, right? Uh, funny. John says, damn, you nailed it. Thank you. Opinion on David Goggins and his weight loss approach. Um, I mean, I have opinion on David Goggins. Again, there, there's 8 billion people on the planet, right? As my mom always says, right? That's why they have 31 flavors of Baskin Robbins. So it's like, again, it, it's not my cup of tea. You know, I, I saw that guy coming out. I'd run the other direction, which he'd like. He loves when people run. <laughs> So it's like, I don't want anything to do with that approach. You know, that, that is like kryptonite to me. I, I hate that approach. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not judging it. You know what I mean? To, to each their own. And I know some people respond well to that. Great. You know, so I'm not saying there shouldn't be a David Goggins. I'm saying that for me, nah, you know, for most of my clients, you know, my, my average client between the ages of 45, 65 year old professional woman, that's that's not the thing for them, right? Struggling with their weight, right? That's just it's a complete outlier. And but what sometimes happens is people try and get themselves. Oh, I got to be like David Goggins. I got to do what David Goggins. That's how I got to do it. You know, it's a complete mismatch for who you are personality-wise. And so again, I, I just go back to reinforce the same idea that you got to create your own plan. You have to customize your own approach. And um, I think that again, David Goggins, like Jillian Michaels, the same thing. Um, I'm not knocking it. You know what I mean? It is what it is. It's an approach. Um, but it's not the only approach, you know, on a, on a positive, not, not that Dave Goggins isn't positive, but um, Sean T, you know, from Insanity and Beachbody. I, I did his Insanity thing for a while and I love him. I thought he was great. I think he's just, he seems like a nice, awesome guy. Um, but at the same time, that approach isn't for me. I, I can't be doing that much cardio and jumping on my knees and all that. I don't want to do that. It's uncomfortable and I don't like it, you know? And so I'm telling you, there's something freeing about with your weight loss and health, when you can look at someone and say, it's fine, that's not for me. You know, because it just implies that you're honoring yourself. I always say this to people, you don't realize as a dieter, you do not honor yourself, right? You hate yourself, you're mad at yourself, you're trying to punish yourself, and you're always, almost in a weird way, like a, to punish yourself on a new level. I'm gonna do the David Goggins now. I'm gonna pound myself into, you know, into a pulp. Um, so anyways, that's just my opinion on it. But but again, the main thing is just make sure make sure things are resonating with you. Um, whoops. Oh man, my phone's going nuts here. Come on. There we go. What happened there? Um, 
How do I get motivation to lose weight? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So how do you get motivated to lose weight? I think the best way to motivate yourself to lose weight is again, pain and pleasure. It's always pain and pleasure. And so you take a little bit of time and focus on the physical, mental, emotional, maybe spiritual pain of living with the weight. And I think this process is important because what's happened with weight, pain especially, is that you put the weight on a pound at a time. And so you kind of habituate to it in real time. And that causes you, I use it metaphorically. It's like, you know, the pain, the, the weight is painful, but you're experiencing the pain almost like you're carrying a backpack with a lot of bricks in it, right? And you're kind of sludging around, you know, it's heavy, you know, it's uncomfortable, but it's a dull chronic pain that you've gotten used to. And so you have to sharpen that pain up. And so there's a couple ways to do this. One way to do it, just in a kind of odd, oddball way, is next time you're in the grocery store, I don't know, if you're, if you're 40 pounds overweight, go pick up a 40-pound bag of dog food and hold it in your arms. Get a real visceral sense of how much extra weight you're carrying and what that's doing to your body, to your energy levels, right? To your bones, to your joints, to all these things. Um, that's one way. Um, there's taking some time. This is the first thing I do with people in the program. We go through motivation, which again, pain and pleasure but focusing on the pain. So I take people through a very specific process of getting clear on the pain of the weight. You know, not just the embarrassment, the shame, and the frustration of how you look, not just that, um, but the deeper pain of it. And that's very powerful. And then we, we, we leave that, though. We can't just do pain. We also want to look at the pleasure. Um, what's the pleasure of living as the person you want to be? So that, that process of focusing on the pain and then focusing on the pleasure of being the person you want to be is usually very motivating. So if you take a couple minutes and sit down and focus on those two things, you may find that it helped you motivate. Um, yeah, John says, just joined, just joined program yourself then. Excited to get started. Hey, great job, John. Nice job. Welcome to the program. Super, super excited. So I don't know which, which version you got, but if you're in the coaching, I can't wait to work with you. And uh, if you're in the program, again, you, you'll see me on here and I can kind of help you out through here as well. Awesome. Nice job. Yeah, again, anyone else who wants to start the program today, again, program yourself then if you know me. Um, you probably know the program already, but now's the time to get started. First day of the year. Um, and again, the super bonus today is that if you get started today, you get eight, you get an extra month of coaching if you join the coaching version of it. Um, and you get a private session with me. Okay, where we'll kickstart off together. Um, so today's a day to do it. Again, I, I love looking at, you know, where do you want to be next year at this time? Again, where were you last year at this time? You know? And I've been doing this for a while, so I don't know. Were you here listening to me last year? You know? Sometimes it's time you got to take an action. There's a there's a thing Cal Newport, Newport talks about this in his book, Deep Work. Um, he calls it the grand gesture, you know? And it's sending this subconscious message down to your, your mind that you're serious about this, you know? Starting Weight Watchers for the 50th time is, is the opposite of that, right? That's something that is associated with failure, you know? So you're just assuming you're going to fail again. Trying to start keto again tomorrow is another one of those things. You know, and again, I'm not necessarily knocking keto. I kind of am. I'm not very impressed by keto um, long term. But uh, I think that you have to like honor yourself. Like, like do you really think it's going to work? Do you really think it's going to be any different? You know, do something different. You know, do something different. Make a big commitment to yourself. There's nothing more powerful than that. It is what it is. You know, it's true. Um, Neely says you can't stick to any diet without healing your mind. I've tried every diet, do well, then fail. Yeah, so true, yeah. So Neely knows. That's what I'm saying, folks. Don't you think that has an effect on you after a while? <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you've been trying to lose weight for decades, I know you've done some times where you stuck with the plan, lost some of the weight, and then put it back on. That That is a devastating thing to experience. 
And you've got to recognize that what happens is now your subconscious mind associates diets with ultimate failure. This is why I can almost guarantee you if you're past 45, the situation you're in is this, that you think about losing weight all the time, but you can't even get the energy to start a plan now. <clears throat> it gets harder and harder for you to even start a plan. Why? Because in the back of your mind, starting a plan is just linked with failure. You know, at least, you know, 10 years ago, you, you okay, I'm going to do the plan. And you were excited because you, you hadn't done it yet and you hadn't lost the weight. And so you could look forward to it as this magical thing. But now you've had a couple of times where you've lost the weight and then put it back on. And now you're really nervous to start anything because it all feels like failure to you, you know? So, um, so I'm saying, I mean, it's, it's your fucking mindset. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's your mindset. You know, I, oh God, it's it's not you. It's not your willpower. It's not the diet. It's not that you can't do it. It's not that you're addicted to sugar. It's your mindset. And you have never, ever, never learned how to deal with any of it. Never mind and program yourself when we break it down into the, you know what I mean? These manageable, useful. That's why you see people in the program, they're going through the holidays and they're fine. And they're just going right back, right about to start on again, you know? And it's like, it's a completely different way to approach it, you know? So, yeah, we, you all know what it's like to start a diet and you can't stick to it. Or you start a diet and you get results and then you can't stick to it. That's why I'm saying, and you tell me the last time you've heard this. You tell me the last time you've heard someone articulate it this way or any, any way like this, that your goal is not to lose weight. Your goal is not to lose weight. Your goal is to get to your goal weight. And here's the big goal. You write this down. It's to get to your goal weight and then live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's the real goal. Doesn't it feel, oh yeah, that is the goal. Holy shit, that is different. Oh, Jim, you're right. I was just thinking about the weight loss. Oh, you're right. I never did think about how I was going to live with it. Do you know what I mean? I say this to you because I know the dieter starts to think, well, it's just me. I'm fucked up. I'm, I'm broken. I'm an overeater. I got broken brain. I got no willpower. I can't do it. I can't stick to it. Can't do this. Can't do that. Can't do that. And you take it all on like you're broken. You're not. You have never learned how to influence your mindset. Never. Never, not once. And it's the most important piece of the puzzle. <laughs> so, you know, if you're really serious, again, especially if you've been watching me for a while, just take the leap. Jeez, Christ. Well, we're together for the next, the next three months. Think about that. You've been working me for three months. I, and I'm telling you, I do this and I'm letting you know about, I, I, again, you all know, I do these every day. You know, I'm not out here pitching the program. You know, I'm pitching it today. I will pitch it today because I'm running a crazy deal on it. You know, to get the private session, to have private group coaching for three months, you know, is tremendous. Where are you going to be in three months? What are you going to do? You're going to start keto tomorrow and how long are you going to be on it? You know, you're not stupid. You know, you know, the same bullshit that knocked you off the plan the last hundred times is going to show up again. You know that, right? <laughs> I always say this, dieters are the most delusional people on the planet because it's like this idea like, oh, the last 50 times I've done keto, I've lasted a couple days, but this time, this time, but now you're in a pickle anyways. You're already in a pickle because it's Monday. You tell me the last time you started your weight loss plan on a Tuesday. Ooh. Right? This is what I mean though. And, and by the way, don't be embarrassed about it. It's so stupid. It's stupid, but listen, our subconscious mind is kind of seems stupid. It has its own logic, but it's not our conscious logical logic. Listen, if we were just logical, conscious, rational creatures, none of us would have a weight problem. We would say, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to stop eating that stuff, and I want to lose weight, so I'm going to just eat this stuff instead. Well, that's how you start. You, you know that's how you want to be, but then what happens? What happens? 
something takes over and next thing you know you're like i think i'll have the cookie instead fuck that diet <laughs> i can't do this or whatever you say to yourself you know but you're saying something to yourself and that stuff you're saying to yourself is keeping you at the weight you're at and is going to continue keeping yourself at the weight you're at. So again, I don't know where you're at with the, the weight. We didn't, the motivation piece, we might go in a little deeper. I'm here for a while, so we're going to go a little deeper into the motivation perhaps in a minute. Um, HD Dan says, how to change bad habits and create new ones. Um, great ones. You, you just answered your question. Neuro- neuroscience says you can't get rid of old wiring. Okay, so old bad habits, you're not going to get rid of them. You can't get rid of them. Understand that. Very important. What you can do is you can wire new habits over it. Okay. New habits over it and let the old habits kind of atrophy. But we keep the, where does the habit happen? What triggers the habit? What is the habit? We keep as much of the old habit as possible. We tweak it and optimize it so it's healthier. And then we focus on installing that. So it's a different, it's again, it's a mindset approach first. And then there's obviously specific strategies and tactics we use. Again, the program yourself thin technique really is two techniques. It's the redo rehearsal technique. And you use this every night. This is the most important part of the whole process because it gives you control over your own mind. It lets you understand yourself and it gives you the control to influence how you think and feel and ultimately behave. But the redo rehearsal technique is the most important piece of the whole puzzle. And it does exactly that. Um, it helps you become aware of some of your unhealthy habits and it helps you redo them. And that's a, just a, a fancy way to say that you're programming yourself to do new things where the bad habits were, you're programming yourself to do good habits now. And then the rehearsal technique kind of builds on that as well. And then just a, does it in an opposite way. Um, what's Maggie saying? Maggie says, wow, I love that. I'll be holding dog food bags a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's very powerful. I always say that again, you're... I know you feel pain from the weight, like I know that, but again, it's a dull chronic pain as if it's a big heavy backpack. What you need to do is you need to sharpen the point of that that pain like it's a point of a knife. Because again, if you carry a big heavy bag, it's like, oh, I'm kind of, oh, I hate this bag. Oh, I'm so tired. But if someone pokes you with the point of a knife, you're like, ah, you know what I mean? Like you're responding to it. That's where you need to get to, you know? Because right now you've just kind of habituated to the pain of the weight. You're just living this, this zombie-like existence where you, all you do is think about losing weight and you don't do it. And fuck, here we go. Another year. Oh, it's extra painful January 1st because what's, what's going to be different? This is what I'm trying to say to you. I, yeah, I want you to get my program. I want you to get the coaching. If you don't get the coaching, we'll get the regular one. But God damn it, do something different if you really care about your weight. But please don't do something you've tried 50 times. What's going to be different? Unless you do something different, uh, do keto, but do something different. Something's got to be different, <laughs> Right? How can we, you tell me what world we live in where you can do things the same and then get a different result. Like, I, I don't know that world, you know? So it's, it's going to be different with your weight loss. So do something different, please, please. Scuba Carol says, eating clean the whole day, then at night can't resist nibbling. Yeah, again, Scuba Carol, that's the most common one that we see. So eating clean the whole day, I would dig into that if I were coaching with you right now. Um, because sometimes eating clean can mean restricting too much. You know, so that's a big, big mistake I see people making is they're not eating enough during the day and they're getting into the evening where they're so hungry they can't control themselves. That's the biggest one. The other one is that at night there's emotions coming up that you can't deal with and the nibbling is a way to deal with them. Um, There's also just the straight up habit of it. You know what I mean? Nighttime, that's what you do. And there's strategies to deal with that as well. Um, But again, it's not about just stopping nibbling. It's about what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? You see, I, I can't tell you that I hope this makes sense to you. What you don't realize is that your whole weight loss approach has been 
built around subconsciously building vacuums. And what I mean by vacuums is, it's like, okay, I got this bad habit here. I have to stop that bad habit. Let me put it a different way. If I tell you, your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. If I tell you not to think about something I tell you, let's see how, how good you do. Okay? So I want you to get ready. Don't think about the thing I'm going to say. Ready? Get your willpower ready. Okay. Don't think about a yellow banana. Don't think about a yellow banana. Don't think about it. Don't think about a yellow banana. Right? Well, what are you thinking about? Yellow banana. Right? So every time you diet, you're focusing yourself on all the bad things that you do. Ah, don't do that. Don't eat the ice cream. Don't eat those ice cream. Don't eat the, don't nibble at night. Don't nibble at night. I'm not going to nibble tonight. I'm not going to nibble tonight. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? <laughs> so it's like, again, to you, you think it's a great strategy. Okay, now I'm, I'm fired up. I'm motivated. I'm not going to nibble tonight. I'm not going to nibble tonight. And I'm looking at that as a hypnotist. I'm saying, oh, my God, you're nibbling tonight, man. You are going to nibble tonight, <laughs> right? And so it's like, it's so obvious, but you have no clue that you're even doing this right? Now I'll take it a step further. The two things you want to remember about your subconscious mind. The first one is it doesn't understand negatives. So this not, if your goal is to not nibble at night, ooh. the second one is that your subconscious mind can't tell the difference between vivid imagination and reality. Okay. So you're not thinking I'm going to, you're not just thinking like, oh, I don't want to nibble tonight. You're in your mind, you're imagining yourself getting up, walking over the fridge uh, you know, and getting something out of it and eating it, walking over to the pantry, grabbing some cookies and eating it. It, there's more detail there. You're not just, it's not just some vague nibbling on imaginary food. It's a specific, whatever you eat, whatever you nibble on. And I like the nibbling anyways, because the nibbling is, is a minimizing word, right? So nibbling makes it feel, I'm just nibbling. It's just a little nibbles, you know? It sounds, it's, you know what I mean? It's very, very soft, you know, as opposed to what the reality of it is. Maybe it's like, and I'd love to know if you write that down, but maybe it's going over to the pantry and open up the potato chip bag and grabbing a handful of potato chips. Right now, that, that's a different visceral experience from nibbling on something. You know what I mean? So again, I'm kind of, I'm playing around with this in a couple different ways. But the point I'm trying to make is that if you're an overthinker, if you're somewhat of a perfectionist, if you're somewhat successful in school, professionally, in life, um, what's happening is you are dooming yourself because the way your brain works, you are digging yourself in a hole because you're being super hard on yourself your solutions are all based around stopping the problem and that's all you're focusing on and you can't get yourself out of that trap. Um, and you're never focusing on what you want to do. You're not thinking strategically, you know? So I hope that helps scuba care. I could talk about that all day long, but it's like, I, I need, I would need more details about it. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. John, welcome to the program. It is awesome. How do you enroll? Um, yeah. If you want to do it quick, um, are you able to discuss prices in the live? Yeah, I can discuss the prices. Um, so right now, again, this week, there's two versions of the program, right? They're both eight weeks long. The programs are, it's the same core program, Program Yourself Thin. It's eight weeks long and it's delivered through your phone and there's a membership site. And in that site, you get access to everything that's in the program. Um, the program basically is three core components. The first one is you learn the program yourself thin technique. This is a one, two minute hypnosis technique you use on yourself at night. It's the redo rehearsal technique. This is the cornerstone of the program. This is what gives you control long-term over your behaviors, your thoughts, your weight and, and health. The next piece of the program is your weight mastery blueprints, your mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprints. You get this fill in the blank workbook, you fill it out. 
Now you know how to motivate yourself. You know the self-image that you want to have. You understand your worst habit and how to change it. You understand your emotions, which ones you want to feel, which ones you're trying to avoid, and how to feel them naturally and deal with them naturally. Um, you learn how to think like a thin person, the nuts and bolts, literally what questions to ask, what words to use, the nuts and bolts of it. Um, and then there's maintenance, how to maintain it. Right? That's a whole, I get on a whole thing with that, but you know, like you don't know how to maintain things. That's your biggest problem. So we start, this program starts with maintenance because the goal is not to just lose weight. It's to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. So a huge part of being able to do that is the ability to stay on track, to maintain. All right. And then there's the lifestyle components. Again, we go through the eight habits, what those are, how to implement them easily. And then the eating ones, how to structure your eating. We use a very specific eating structure that you can customize to work for yourself. Okay. So that's the core program. Now there's two versions of it. One of them, you go through the program on your own. Okay. And the other one is I coach you through it. Again, if you can do it, do the coaching, being able to work for me. So that one's a thousand dollars. It's going to be $2,000 next week. Okay, so I don't, I've been telling you this for months now and I just haven't done it because I've been doing other stuff, but it's gonna be $2,000 to start next week. You can get it for $1,000 and I'll give you an extra month of coaching, group coaching every, because that's another piece of it. We have group coaching calls every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern now. I changed that one and 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, every week. So you can get on twice a week and work with me. There's Zoom calls and I will work with you. Okay. And I keep them small so I can spend time with you. The most value I can offer you out of everything is, is being able to work with you. But I just can't, I can't, again, my private coaching rates is $25,000 to work with me privately. Okay. And so I started this group program last year so I could work with more people. So that's the one, again, I'd rather you get into that one because you're getting more value out of it. And then if you order today, you'll also get a private session with me where we will get on zoom and I will work with you one-on-one -on -one, um, to kind of help you kickstart the program. And so if you want to learn more about that, you can go to programyourselfthin.com. Um, it's all one word. It's too long, isn't it? <laughs> but there's a couple of things you can do. You can go to my bio if you're having trouble getting to the link. Um, you can go to my bio on anything you're watching this on. And you can click through. You can get the hypnosis session, watch the training, and I'll talk about the, the offer there. Or you can just go to programyourselfthin.com and you can enroll right there and get started. Um, again, it's P-R-O-G-R-A-A-M. Y O U R S E L F T H I N dot com. Program yourself then. Because um, that's what you're going to do. You're going to program yourself then. Because your internal dialogue, how you think, what you say to yourself all day long, that's, you're already, you're programming yourself overweight. That, that the society's done that for you. You've been conditioned by all the food companies, by the diets, by the medical establishment to some degree, the culture. It's all conditioned you to program you to be overweight. This is why you you just running on autopilot, you are overweight and you don't know how to change that. It's not because you don't know what to do. It's because you don't know how to think. You don't know how to program yourself to be thin and healthy. And that's what I show you to do. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, you're going to program yourself thin.com. If you're serious about it, do it today. Okay. Get the one-on-one the -on -one private call and we will do that probably this week. Okay. Depending on how many people sign up. But if not this week, next week, we'll do them right away. Okay, so you can kick off. But yeah, the first call will be tomorrow night. You know, we get started right away. And what a difference. I just want to say that, right? Because again, you sit here, you know, th this is one of those moments. I, I love this day. This is one of those moments in your life. If you're sitting here watching this and you're considering this, um, and if you're not considering, that's fine too. Again, I got all year. I'm here for you. I'm here for you regardless, okay? Um, I do a podcast. I do a live every day, um, every weekday at noon. Um, I do a podcast. It's a version of that every day. 
I got a bunch of new video cameras and stuff. So I'll make videos for you. So, so I'm here one way or the other for you. I want you to understand that. Um, th this is a mission for me. But, but if you want to take it to the next level and, and make an investment in yourself and you're sitting here on January 1st, 2024, the question to ask is where are you going to be a month from now? Where are you going to be a week from now? You know what I mean? Like, like get yourself into a supportive environment. To be able to work with me for three months for $1,000 is, again, it's the deal of the century. It won't happen again. You know, it won't. Because now I'm, I'm moving up to $2,000 and that's just where it's going to be. And it's probably going to go up there. Because again, when I start advertising, I get a lot of people in it. So again, I'm not greedy. It's just, this is the name of the game. My, my time is what it is. You know, so I, um, th that's the time to do it. It would be now. Um, is weight loss supposed to be difficult or can we enjoy the process? Um, I think it's both, HD Dan. I think weight loss, it's difficult. Like, like it's difficult, not because it's difficult. It's difficult because changing our behavior is difficult. Like if anyone says it's not, it's just bullshitting you. And I'm not going to bullshit you. Um, I don't, I don't think it's like, it's not easy. Our brain doesn't want to change. It wants to just keep doing what it's done, you know? So in that sense, it is challenging. Christ. I mean, wouldn't I be lying to you if I was like, oh no, there's a magic. It's so easy. Just, just change, just, just snappity snap your fingers and you're a different person. I'm not going to do that to you. You know what I mean? Like you get enough of that bullshit from the diet. There's always bullshit in you. Um, so yeah, changing who you are, changing how you live is, is work. But it's the most amazing work on the planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's the most rewarding, fulfilling, exciting, happiest work on the planet, in my opinion. You know, th this this process, again, it, it's not weight loss to me. It's personal development. It's weight mastery. It's getting better at it. It's, it's, it's like figuring out how you can be the best version of yourself that you can be. Like that's addictive to me. Like I, I love it, you know? And so can I, can you enjoy the process? Yeah. I mean, I know I, I, we've all done things in our lives that were hard and challenging, but we did them and we got, that's probably the most fulfillment and the most proudest you are of yourself in your life. You probably look at the things you stuck with that you got good at, that you got some mastery over. And those are the, probably the things that you feel most fulfilled by and your weight and your health can be one of those things, you know, but you need a deeper approach to it. Again, dieting is just saying like the dieting like idea is the fact that you just need to get some information like, like, Oh, Oh, here you are. You're 40 years old. And, uh, Oh, you never knew. Yeah. It's carbs. Carbs are bad for you. If you stop eating carbs, everything will be fine. What? Holy shit. Oh my God. I never knew that. Oh. And then just the from that day on, you just like never eat carbs and you just lose all the weight and that's it. But you know what I mean? Like, like I know it sounds silly when I put it that way, but isn't that what every diet's basically just like kind of like low key saying, like, oh, then oh, you didn't know that you want to lose weight? Yeah, just stop eating for sixteen hours. Oh, yeah, you just eat eight, eat for eight hours, and it's like the, the weight just falls off of you. It's crazy, you know. It's like, do you think there might be a little bit more to it than that? <laughs> do you know what I mean, we got to stop. So again, I, I was laughing. Like I was, I was working with someone in the program. And um, let me give you an example, right? So she's been in the program for a little bit and um, she's wanted to exercise in the morning. And she starts out, she goes, I want to do 20 minutes a day, right? Zero exercise for 10 years. She wants to start with 20 minutes a day. I said, that's fine, fine. Let's see how it goes. You know, so a week or two later we talk and she goes, eh, it kind of started out okay and it kind of fell away. That's maybe 20 minutes is too much to start with, you know? And so um, I said, listen, we want to focus on consistency, not intensity. That's a big part of programming yourself then. I'm more focused on consistency than intensity, which is the opposite of how a lot of weight loss people are. Because right? most weight loss people just focus on intensity. I just want to do crazy stuff so I start losing weight quickly. But the more intense it is, the harder it is to be consistent with it. 
I would prefer you be consistent and then start to develop intensity. And so she now she, she had the 20 minute goal that wasn't working. So now she was more open to the idea of let's make it five minutes. We did five minutes. It was kind of hit or miss. I said, let's make it a minute. She did a minute. She got consistent and she realized, you know what? The, what I'm really looking for is not just working out. That's what it started with. She goes, I want to get my heart rate up. So, okay, well, that's a much more specific goal. How long does that take you to do? She goes, kind of my size of my situation, it's less than a minute. But now I'm way more motivated. So through that process, what happens is she started off with this vague idea, I need to work out more, right? And by sticking with it consistently and focusing on consistency, she got much more specific about what she was actually looking for to get my heart rate up. She's a nurse. She knows, she understands the value of getting your heart rate up. So now that has more meaning to her. The working out was kind of this vague thing I should do that didn't have much meaning or motivation behind it. And now she's at a place where she's like, yeah, I want to get my heart rate going. Now she's been 100% every day. Why? Because it's easy to do. It's a minute. And she has way more, there's way more meaning to her. Getting my heart rate up every day is amazing. It's really good for me. It's easy to do. And now I can't wait to see where she's going to go from there. Do you see what I mean? But, but that there's, she didn't just force herself to do something that she didn't really give a shit about. She's cha- transformed the meaning so it really means a lot to her. And that's, I, I hope that means a lot to you. I don't know if it does or does not. But to me, that's what it is. I'm looking, my whole success is built on these epiphanies I've had. And the epiphanies have come because I'm on this long-term path of mastery. I'm not just trying to force myself a square peg into a round hole and just do what this person told me to do. I'm bouncing everything about who am I? What works for me? What do I want? You know what I mean? Like real weight mastery is a personal transformation process from the inside out. It's not just you forcing yourself to act different. It's about becoming different. It's about becoming another person, the person you want to be. You know, I, I don't know. You ever think about it that way? And so it's like if becoming the person, the best version of you isn't enjoyable, then this program would not be for you. But if the idea of like becoming the person you want to be is really exciting and inspiring, then that's how you enjoy the process. Because that's what we start from day one. Because that's the amazing thing too. Listen, weight loss takes a little while. That's the frustrating part about it, right? If you could eat well today and wake up tomorrow 10 pounds lighter, weight loss would be easy. But the problem is you can eat great this week and you might not lose any weight. Again, weight's fickle. In the short term, weight loss is inconsistent and unpredictable. Okay, so we can't just focus on weight loss as our main motivation because it's, it's very inconsistent and unpredictable. How many times have you had a good week, stepped on the scale, you didn't lose any weight, you got discouraged and you quit? A lot, right? So we need to set this up from the beginning in a different way because we know no matter what you do, short of perhaps water fasting, no matter what you do, keto, um, ozempic, uh, intermittent fasting, the first week you may or may not lose much weight. The first couple of weeks, again, some people lose weight quickly. Some people lose weight slowly. That's a fact. So we need to have other things that we're looking at besides just the scale going down. And again, I like your question, HD Dan, because we want it to be, we want it to be enjoyable right from the beginning. So that's why the program's set up the way it is. I remember this year, I remember someone asked me this because they're like, okay, I want to do the program. They're like, but I got people coming. It was this Thursday night because I always joke my program is the only one you ever start on a Friday. But um, they're like, oh my God, I, uh, I, um, <laughs> they're like, they're like, I don't want to start a crazy meal plan tomorrow. I said, well, what have you been listening to? We're not doing a crazy meal plan tomorrow. I go, you're going to start tomorrow off and you're going to look at your phone and you're going to message for me. And you're going to tap on it and you're going to listen to your five minute hypnosis session. Think about this. 
right? Think about the difference. Think about every diet, which by the way, have you ever thought about this? Because it's so obvious, but it's so obvious that you're missing it, that um, you, you want to lose weight. You got your plan of what you think you should do, whatever it is, right? We all got our plan that we think we should do. And it's like, you ever ask the question, why am I not doing it? It's not a trick question. It's because you don't want to do it. You don't like doing it. Your strategy, your method, your tactic that you believe you have to do to lose weight, you hate and you don't want to do it. And so you're now in this forever battle about trying to force yourself to do something you don't want to do. That's your weight loss plan right now. You know, I don't think that's a good weight loss plan. So the alternative here is that you wake up tomorrow and you see a little message from you, click on it and you sit down, close your eyes and relax for five minutes. And so now you're relaxing yourself, you're calming down, you're becoming more aware of what's going on in here. And you're hearing all this positive stuff. Each day, you're getting a new weight loss mantra. At the end of the, the eight weeks, you got 57 new mantras that have been hypnotically installed in your subconscious mind, okay? So that you're naturally thinking like a thin and healthy person. But now you've had eight weeks, every day you've started the day off with five minutes of relaxation and calm. And then you just go about your day. What do you think is going to happen though when you start your days more relaxed and calm? I'm not going to be perfect, but don't you think your reading's going to get better? You know, like it doesn't have to be as hard as you think. It's hard because you want instant results, you know, but once you calm down and realize, I don't give a shit how much weight I lose this month. I care where I'm at next year at this time. That's what I'm focused on. I don't know how much weight you got to lose. I see John just joined the program, so I don't know much weight he's got to lose. So maybe he'll be at his goal weight next January 1st, 2025, or maybe he'll be halfway there. Doesn't matter, okay? Because the point is, we're going to lose the weight one time. That's the point. There is no rush. Who gives a shit? What's the rush? Because there are all these other benefits we're going to get instantly. You're instantly going to feel more relaxed and calm. You're instantly going to feel more peaceful. You're instantly going to be able to think more clearly. You're instantly going to start to feel happier and more in touch with yourself, more grounded. All the positive things you can imagine in life, you're going to start to feel instantly. And then guess what's going to happen? It's going to make it a lot easier to make healthier food choices and lifestyle decisions. And then guess what happens? The weight starts falling off magically, <laughs> right? because you took care of the stuff that was wrong on the inside. I hope that makes sense, right? I don't know, no one ever thinks of it this way. No one ever deals with the inside piece of the weight loss, the, the, the thoughts and the feelings. How can you not think that those are the main things driving your eating and your weight? So anyways, um, whoops, let's see here. Miller says, what website to go look up prices? When I click on link, I get nothing. Um, go to programyourselfthin.com. I should write that in. I don't know if my my partner's here. If she can write the if she can write the link in on the comments. That would be helpful. I'll put the link in here in the comments. I don't even know how I write a comment on this. I never do that. I could do it. Let me see. Um, yeah, Astrid says, thank you so much for the live talks. She's awesome. She's in the program. Let's see. Oh, watch this. Program. 
Yeah, all right, there we go. That's showing up. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so you can check that out. Um, and that'll show you the prices. And again, if you do get started today, the, the big bonus today is that you get a private call with me. So John, I'll be reaching out to you. Um, and anyone else who signs up today, I'll, I'll automatically reach out to you. We'll schedule that this week. And I'll give you a month. Is today the best bonus? Yeah, today's the best bonus by a mile. I will not be doing the private session again. Um, so absolutely. If you're going to sign up, do it today. Because the private session, I'm telling you, it's $2,500. You can go to Jim Kitsoulis. If you go to jimkitsoulis.com and you'll, you'll see my regular price for a private session is $2,500. Okay, so you're going to get a private session with me and um, an extra month of group coaching. So it's a tremendous value, you know. So if you if you if you are serious about it, you know, get started today. And the reason I do this again, I want you to start January first because your weeks this year's already fucked. <laughs> what am I going to tell you? I, does anyone can you give me some hearts? Am I crazy thinking this that um you're you're in a pickle this year, right? Because it's like if if New Year's Day was Sunday, well then now you're all set, right? Because then you can start your plan. It's Monday. Everything lines up. But who's going to start their keto plan tomorrow on Tuesday? Who's going to start their keto plan, their Weight Watchers plan on Tuesday? Right? I, I mean, it, you know what I mean? And so now I was like, oh, uh, and already it's going to be hard because you had a tough, tough couple of weeks. You know, so you probably wouldn't, even if tomorrow's money, it's bullshit anyways. But anyways, um, so it's like, you know what I mean? Like, this is where I was saying, like, think about the difference. You, you know, and again, I'm only talking, like, if you're serious, if you're thinking about it, I, I don't want to put any pressure on people that just can't do it or, or they're not on the spot for it. This isn't for you. But if you are considering it, um, I want you to imagine both paths, you know, doing whatever you else you have planned, which is what? Weight Watchers, I'm going to start my intermittent. Cause I'm doing it all by myself. Weight Watchers used to be okay because it used to be more social support, you know? But even that's kind of faded away. And Weight Watchers is just marketing, folks. Like, it's just, it's bullshit marketing. They just want to sell you their dumb food. Um, again, I, and I like Weight Watchers the most, but without the the, the social support system, um, I mean, what are they offering you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what are they really offering you to help you master your weight? When you've been listening to me talk about stuff on such an intricate level and you look at these diets, is it any wonder why they never work? Um, but the idea of like being on your own doing this versus having a support network, having someone who's done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Like, again, there aren't too many of me. You know what I mean? Because I'm a coach too. So I'm not going in this trying to like, you know, analyze your past and why things are. I just want to move you forward. And that's what every coaching call is, you know? So anyways, but yeah, today's the best bonus because today's the, the free session with me as well. Um, Priya says, you're a genius. Oh, thank you. My weight gain has way more to do with the fact that I wasn't in a good space and I was constantly trying to escape my life. Yeah, Priya, I get it. I was in the same spot. Um, it was food, alcohol, and TV. You know, that that was my stuff. And, you know, what happened to it is, again, I was talking about this a second ago, but I think this is, to be honest, I, I find this to be the, the majority of situations where people are struggling with their weight. There's something deeper going on. All right? So I'm going to talk about myself. And maybe you can relate to some of this. Maybe you can. I don't know. But so for me, my dad died. I was nine years old. He was 54. Died of a heart attack. The most traumatic thing that ever happened to me. And it was it was sheer terror. I, I, I don't want to get into this too much. But it was just the worst. And so... My mom was amazing, the most amazing mom on the planet, you know, um, my wife, you know, but, but <laughs> that's a whole situation. But so, so my mom is amazing, but it was a different time. You know what I mean? So there was no therapy. It wasn't like processing the feelings. My mom, as awesome as she was, she would say, I didn't want you to feel sad. Okay. So, so again, I applaud. She was an amazing mom, but emotionally, I didn't know how to deal with any of these emotions. You know, it's so like, oh my God. Um, I, 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 even thinking back on that, it was just... I was a mess, 
You know what I mean? Just the sadness, the anger, the, the depression, the frustration, just, just every negative emotion. And I had no idea how to deal with it. No, no one was really helping me process any of it. So it's no surprise, right? That, you know, as soon as I'm able to drink, I'm drinking, binge drinking, blackout, binge drinking. Okay. Um, just eating, just, you know, eating, 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 eating. And, um, and watch a TV. I watch eight, 10 hours of TV a day, you know? And so it's, um, you just use the food and you use all those things as distractions because I don't, you don't know how to deal with that shit inside, you know? And so I say like the weight a lot of times becomes a symptom of something deeper. And so is the solution in that case, let's stick with me, right? So I'm 50 pounds heavier than I am now. I'm binge drinking regularly, reckless, reckless lifestyle, just crazy, crazy, depressed, you know what I mean? Just, just in a bad, bad place. So would the answer to be take some medicine so I eat less and lose weight? Did that fix the problem? It fixed some of it, no doubt, but it didn't really fix the core problem. And this is the thing I see over and over again with weight loss in general. So I, I rarely believe that there's not some deeper issue anyways, but for me personally, it was all this deep issue. And so I'm living in this place, not just where I've lost the weight, but I'm managing my thoughts, my feelings, my lifestyle in a way that really supports me now. And I find that to be so, like that's the path I'm on. And I am absolutely addicted. I love it. I love it. Each and every day. Like I can't wait. I let myself go. Because again, you know, part of this, we talk about, let me talk a little about the eating plan. I want to get some nuts and bolts stuff for you. Right? Because we talk about a lot of mindset. Well, Jim, how do, how do I figure out what to eat? In Program Yourself, then we use a 5-2 model of five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, okay? Now, this is just a philosophy. So I started out with one day of clean eating, six days of pleasure eating, okay? So again, the specific numbers of the days is really less important than the concept of having clean and pleasure days. Because what this does is really important. One of them is that you learn how to eat for pleasure. Eating food for pleasure is one of the greatest joys of being a human, let's be honest, okay? So we don't want to ignore, we don't want to cut that out which is what you think, right? Because you're in this all or nothing mindset. So you're like, oh, I can do it while I'm losing weight. But then what? Right? You have no maintenance strategy at all. But so we start with the maintenance strategy. And what I would suggest is you want to balance out clean eating, pleasure eating. We want both of them. And we want to figure out which way, you know, we want to live out, give us the best quality of life. And this eating process is part of it. So, um, you know, I step away, like, like again, the holidays is kind of a long-term pleasure eating thing. So I eat that way, but it's like as January 1st, I'm like, I can't wait. I'm so excited to get back to my normal routine because I feel incredible and I'm always growing and evolving. You know, and that's the key point I'm trying to make. The weight stops at some point. So the weight is just not a good motivator long-term. You know, it, it's part of the puzzle, but there's got to be more to it. And for me, the, the more to it is really, really it's my, my mental, emotional, spiritual physical health and happiness. That's the path I'm on. And I find it, it juices me up and it's very exciting to stay focused on that, you know, and to, to keep growing and evolving. And I look where I'm at now as opposed to where I was five years ago, certainly where I was 30 years ago. And it's like, holy shit, I can't believe how much I've transformed. And so then I look where I'm at five years from now, 30 years from now, you know, and it's exciting. That's what I'm trying to say. It, it's constantly exciting because I'm always progressing and improving and growing and evolving and optimizing and tweaking. And it's fun. You know, so that's what I'm trying to say. It's so much more than just like being knowing what to eat. It's this personal transformation. Um, I mean, the reality is I'm more of a, I mean, I'm not at this point. I'm, I'm really a weight mastery coach, but um, 
I like to think of myself like I'm obsessed with personal development. Like, like I want to be the best version of myself that I can be. And so if that's a goal of yours, you know, that's what this program's about. And it's simply because of this. It's like you you wonder why you haven't been able to lose the weight, but it's like all you care about is just losing the weight. And right now compare that to me where it's like I'm taking the weight loss and I'm wrapping in personal development. So I want to be the best version of myself I can be, right? I want to be the best me that I can be. So one part of that is the weight, but just one part. The other part is my relationships with my kids, with my wife, with my family, with my friends, the people I work with, the ability to be the coach I want to be, to run the business I want to be, to provide the way I want to provide, to, to do the adventures I want to do. You know what I mean? Like it's all of these things. And so there's so much more to it. So anyways, yeah, Priya, when you say that, it is, we, we you know, people always say to me like, oh, how do you, how do you deal with boredom eating? You know, and so well, be less boring, do more interesting, exciting things is how you do that. You know, and what a simple answer, but it's like, there's a lot of wisdom in that answer. You know, cause there, there's, if we look at this in a different way, there's so much at stake and there's so much more benefit we can get than just being a smaller body. You know, and when you start to reframe it that way, you tap into a lot more motivation. Uh, Maggie says, I'm sorry, I missed it. Do you have more than one program? I heard $1,000, was there another one too? Yeah, the other one is uh, $300, okay? So if you can do the coaching, um, and by the way, if you do the $300 one, that, that's a bonus, I, I didn't even mention this one. If you do the $300 one this week, um, I will give you access to um, one or two group coaching calls as well to help you get started. Okay, I'll, I'll throw that in there. So that'll be something I offer as well. But um, yeah, I get it. Because again, I, I, I'm, I understand financial realities. Um, but again, you know, the other side of that though is too, that we invest in what we value, you know? And the truth is you probably haven't had the opportunity to invest much in your, your health, your weight, your happiness. You know, you probably done some diets, you know, maybe here or there you've invested in some medicines or some, you know, meal replacement plans, you know? Um, but this is, again, once you have this knowledge, you have it forever. You have you lifetime access to the program, um, you know, I'm on these lives all the time. I always give, you know, preference to people that I, I are in the program that I work with. So I can kind of coach you a little bit on this. Um, but it's just a different way to look at it, you know? And if you commit yourself to it and you really put in the work and the time, you're going to get absolutely incredible results. Because this isn't like a diet. I just can't, I can't explain that enough, right? Like a diet, it's like, what, what is the diet, right? They tell you what to do and then you can get yourself to do it or you can't get yourself to do it. And you have no control over that, right? Sometimes you're motivated and then all of a sudden the motivation disappears and you don't know why. You know, and so this program here, you start to understand yourself. And so you get demotivated. You can under, you can look at it. You can go back to the motivation section and you can look at it. You say, what's going on here? Oh, then you can re-motivate yourself or you can be stuck with a habit you're working. I, say, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of stuck on this habit. You can go back, watch the habit thing and understand the neuroscience of habits and re-strategize. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it gives you granular understanding of all the, the real things that are affecting your weight. And I think that's why it's so important and why it's so helpful, you know? Um, yep, Karen says, I had to learn to watch TV movies without associating with eating. Yeah, yeah, right? There you go, Karen. That's what I mean. So it's kind of like, um, that, that's a perfect example, right? That, that's same with me. I had to do the same thing, watching TV at night. <laughs> Thanks, Astrid. Yeah, PYT changed my life for the better. Yeah, and Astrid's awesome too, because again, you're just, it's not built on, see, most diets are very streaky, right? So it's like, as long as you're doing well, maybe you can keep going tomorrow. But the second you make a mistake, it feels like you totally blew it. Right. Whereas with program yourself, then the very first thing, the most important piece of the puzzle, I told you the program yourself in technique is the redo rehearsal technique. And so the redo technique is there because you need to learn how to get yourself back on track after you make a mistake. 
See, like you're going into the idea of weight loss like this. You're, you're thinking you're going to be perfect, right? Dieters always think they're going to start on day one being perfect and they're going to be perfect all the way till they reach their goal weight. Yeah, not. <laughs> you're not going to be. And so it's way more effective is to realize I'm going to make mistakes. This is a process where I'm learning, growing, evolving to act differently. There's going to be mistakes. I need a process where I can quickly use it to get myself to learn from that mistake and get myself back on track. That's what the redo technique is. And so all of a sudden you don't have to, you don't have to be in fear and worried about making mistakes because mistakes are your greatest teachers. And so you can learn. And I don't know if this even makes sense, but when you can learn from your mistakes, that's the most important piece, I believe, of really mastering your weight. Because what you're doing is you're making a mistake. You're like, ah, I blew it. Oh my God, I ate the cookies again. And you learn nothing. You learn nothing from it. You know? What if your mistake has been for six months? Well, I don't know what that means. What's what, what kind of mistake? Give me a little more detail here, Mrs. Taddy G. Like if it's like, oh, shitty eating for six months. You can learn from that anyways. I'll give you an example if that's what you mean. But give me more specifics and I'll, I'll get specific to what you're saying. But uh, I'll give you an example. So the last, yeah, okay. So you should know, yeah, last six months being like shit, right? So here's, here's the learning from that is what a lot of people do is they eat. This actually is really important. So I'll, I'll be able to kind of discuss things in a little more granular detail. It makes sense. So usually when people think about food, we've been conditioned to think about food. There's three main eating phases. There's anticipation, consumption, consequence. And we've been conditioned to think about food when we're making a food choice. Like I got ice cream, I got cookies I want to eat. What you're doing subconsciously is you're thinking about the anticipation and the consumption of them. You're thinking about getting them and then eating them. And that's it. That's how you're thinking about it. And by thinking about it that way, it cranks up the cravings. It really drives up the cravings. Now you're expecting I'm going to be able to use my willpower and fight against that increased craving. That doesn't work too well for you. Okay, but if you start to focus on the consequence, things change. So let's just say like, oh, I want to have some cookies or ice cream. And you, you know, you're looking forward to them. You know, they're going to taste good. But then you ask the question, how will I feel five minutes after I finish eating it? Physically, mentally and emotionally. And you don't know the answer to that really right now. Right now, it's kind of just like a logical thing. But if you start going into it, let's say you got a bad habit of eating a bag of cookies every afternoon. Don't stop eating the cookies. Eat the cookies. But I want you to pay attention to the consequence after the end of them, right? What happens? And what happens for a lot of people, the physical ones, you don't even notice because you're kind of habituated to it. But the mental emotional ones are really powerful. So what do you do after you eat the ice cream, after you eat the cookies, after you eat the pizza, the bread, whatever's? What are you saying to yourself? It's usually pretty negative. Why'd I do that? Oh shit, here I go again. I'm never gonna do this. I'm never gonna lose the weight. Or you get mean to yourself slob mean 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 stuff right and then there's the feelings you have what emotions do you have five minutes after you finish eating the ice cream or whatever when you want to lose weight so I'm not saying these foods in and of themselves have negative consequences I'm talking about within the context of a person who wants to lose weight and is focused on it all the time then they go and eat the wrong thing how do you feel after it's all done and it's usually a negative dark bleak space but you never notice this because you either do one of two things you either beat yourself up about it or you just ignore it and say I'm never going to do that again Okay, so getting back to Mrs. Taddy G, when you, you've been eating like shit for six months, right? So I've been eating like shit for the last three weeks, I'd say. I've been eating, I just been eating just all sorts of stuff. So I'm utilizing it. That's the word we use. I'm not ignoring it. I'm not beating myself up for doing it. I did it. And now I want to connect to the consequences of it. And the consequences for me 
are all over the place, right? Mentally, I notice my moods are all over. My, my, my mindset's all over the place. Like I'm, I'm jittery, I, I feel like. Um, emotionally, I just feel sluggish. Um, I feel kind of bleh, lethargic and kind of down. My emotions have been all over the place. I've noticed that the last couple of weeks. Um, physically, I feel heavier. I feel tireder. I get more lethargic. So there's kind of like this, I don't like this feeling. It was enjoyable to eat that way. Like I, I like eating that way a little bit, but it's not how I want to live. And so Miss Taddy G, what I want you to do, you got six months of this. Where are you at? Again, don't, don't judge yourself. It's not about judgment, folks. The judgment's not helping you change anything. You need to reframe what you associate to the food. Because here's the deal. Subconsciously, we all have this scale. We have a pain-pleasure scale. And this is the weirdest thing. But when it comes to losing weight, your scale starts going like, that's more pain, less pleasure. Imagine this. As much as you think about losing weight, as much as you want to lose weight, you think. When you think about losing weight, your subconscious scale instantly goes to more pain, less pleasure. I get this all the time. People say, you think, what's the first thing you think about when I lose weight? Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Now I got to fight. Oh, I got to fight that overeating all the time. Oh, it's so overwhelming. I get so frustrated. I get so annoyed. Oh, shit. I don't want to lose. Oh. Right? You, you associate it subconsciously. Your instant reaction to losing weight is negative. Right? So how do we change that? We change it by focusing on that consequence. And so, Ms. Taddy G, I don't know what the effects of six months of that have been on you. I'm going to assume there's some negative ones because you're saying you want to change it probably. Right? So what are those effects? Oh, I feel lethargic. I feel less empowered. I feel like a failure. I feel frustrated with myself. I feel down. I feel tired. I feel just stuck. What do you feel physically, mentally, and emotionally from six months of that? Identify those things. And that becomes your motivation to change. You see? So that's what you do if you had a mistake. That's how you learn from it. That mistake's there to teach you that eating like this is not enjoyable. Yes, there's a few minutes in the beginning that are enjoyable, no doubt. But again, this is why I say, like, you've seen millions and millions, I mean, probably, I don't know if we got into billions, but we've seen probably tens, twenties, hundreds of millions of food ads in our lives. Every food ad is what? It's focusing on the anticipation and the consumption of the food. Every food ad is the food coming towards you or you getting it and then the person eating it. They never show like the empty plate, the empty wrapper, the person sitting on the sofa. Ugh. They never show the consequence phase of the food. So you never think about that yourself. But it's real. And we're not being dramatic. It's real. It's there. So if you start focusing on it, what happens is you get a clearer sense of reality. Instead of just focusing on the eating and the, the, the anticipation, the eating of it, we're thinking about the long-term consequences. Because these phases are short. The consequence phase is the longest phase. You're living in that consequence. So as you get more specific about what the consequences of eating like that for six months have been on you physically, mentally, and emotionally, that's how you learn from that mistake. That's how that mistake teaches you something. And you get to the point where you say, I don't want to eat that way. I don't like eating like that because I don't like feeling that way. That's not what I want to do. You know, and that's where you're in a powerful place because what most people are doing is they're saying, I love eating the ice cream. I love eating the cookies. I love eating the chips, but I got to stop myself. You see? So that pleasure association of the food is strong as hell. And you're trying to just fight against that. But what we want to do is re recondition it. We want to turn it out. So the food, yeah, it's associated to pleasure, but it's also associated to pain. I love Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I like the taste of it. I don't like the consequence of it. And that's more real to me. So I don't really eat much of it. But it's not because I'm fighting off cravings all the time. Again, I use this example. If you're a non-smoker, you're not a non-smoker because you're fighting cravings off all the time. You're a non-smoker because the way you think about cigarettes, you don't have any cravings. 
you associate cigarettes to ugh, gross. I don't want that. You see, so you can get to do the same thing to food. You, you won't go to gross. I don't want that. You'll become to like it'll be feel more indifferent. Where you start to say, yeah, I know it, it tastes good. It is enjoyable to eat it for those couple minutes, but then the consequence, uh, I get phlegmy. I get tired. I get frustrated with myself. It throws my weight loss off. Nah, I don't really like that. I'm, I'm going to skip it. See, because what you're doing, when you focus on the anticipation and consumption, you're cranking up the desire, the craving for the food. Now you need lots of willpower to stop yourself. But when we focus on the consequence, what happens is we decrease the desire for the food. Now we don't need so much willpower, right? Because we're kind of like, eh, I don't want that. Hope that makes sense. <laughs> Hannah says, I think what you are saying is very true. I know what foods to eat, but I can't seem to do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but Hannah, that's more important than you realize, you know, because that, that to me is the starting point of actually making some headway. Cause you know, a lot of dieters walking around thinking, well, I'm not really, I don't know. Like, what, what are you thinking? I always say like, one of the funniest things about dieters is, uh, it's the magic Monday thing. That's why you're in trouble this week. Unless you already started. Are you good today with your eating? How many dieters are being, how many people started their keto plan today? On New Year's Day, the holiday itself. But so it's like, yeah, dieters think like this magical Monday. They're going to wake up one Monday and then magically not eating carbs, magically not eating sugar, magically eat 1,200 calories, magically not eat for 16 hours, you know? And it's like, no way, no way. You know, what, what's going to be different with you that magical Monday than where you are now? The diet industry, this is called the false hope syndrome. And dieters are especially susceptible to it. But this idea that you just fall into this idea that you're just going to magically wake up tomorrow and follow your keto plan perfectly. But it's because you're not really thinking about it. You're not really internalizing it. You know? Um, so, yeah. I think that's important. <laughs> uh. Myra says, so your program is bigger than weight loss. It's self-improvement and weight is the fastest visual. Um, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I can't, I guess what I'm getting hung up on the, on the weight is the fastest visual piece because in reality, it's not. This is what I was trying to tell people. Listen, I know a lot, I work a lot with women and women, especially with men too. Everyone, everyone wants to look more attractive, right? So how do you look more attractive? Well, I got to lose 40 pounds. Well, okay. I won't argue if that's what you think. Fine. But wouldn't you agree that if you were more relaxed, if you were more calm, if you felt more positive about yourself, if you started to eat healthier, if you got some sleep, if you hydrated, if you went for a walk, if it quieted your mind down, don't you think that would make you look more attractive? <laughs> right? It's like, do we find like stressed out, freaking out, nervous, tense people attractive? Do you know what I mean? So I would say that the fastest visual impact of this process is you can look better. You can look more attractive instantly by relaxing and calming down and connecting to your best self. That's what every hypnosis session does. It calms you down and relaxes you, connects you to your best self. And that is what you operate out of. So it's like you go into hypnosis, you know, again, it's the morning, so it's not quite like this, but I, I can't tell you the number of times someone comes in, they're just kind of, they're tense and they're nervous, not the most attractive state, Right? And then it's like, they, I hypnotize them. They'll calm down. And they instantly look more attractive, right? So, again, I don't know. I, I feel like the more you, you, there's always a little person inside of you, right? At least metaphorically. And it's either the stress thing, right? Which is everyone. 
right? 2024, oh shit, right? It's like things are spinning off uh, into the ether, right? Time's speeding up. We all got more responsibilities. There's stresses everywhere you turn. Everything's stressful. TV ain't de-stressing us. It's just distracting us from the stress for a little while. The food's not de-stressing us. It's just distracting us for a little while. So what are you doing to genuinely calm yourself down to create that healthy, calm center that you're going to operate out of? What are you doing? This is why I made a program where every day it's, it's five minutes. It's easy, and it's easy to do. It's enjoyable. People get addicted to it. It feels nice. Because I want it to be easy and practical and fun for you. You know? So that, that's, that's the difference, though. Do you see? See, like, you're trying to lose the weight so that you become this magical, amazing person of yourself. But when you've lost weight through the diets, is that what you felt like? Or have you felt like a stressed out, just getting thinner version of yourself? You see what I mean? Like the weight loss in itself is not enough. We need to also feel better and you can feel better instantly. And when you go about it that approach, you're almost guaranteed better results weight-wise, but you're absolutely guaranteed better results mindset and emotionally-wise because you can feel better mindset and emotionally instantly by how you're focusing your brain. You know? Um, Karen says, focus on consequences, not desire. I'm writing this in my new 2024 journal. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right? Well, I always want to focus on the consequences. That's the big, that's how you change your thinking about food, you know, in a nutshell, is that you focus on the consequence of the food rather than the anticipation, the consumption of it, right? And that changes everything, you know, for sure. Um, Astrid says, thanks for the long talk today. See you on the live tomorrow. Sarah says, I use treats to soothe self and reward myself after a long, hard day. How can I replace this? Um, I'm going to answer this question, Sarah, in one second. I'm going to take one second. And Lumi, you're, you're welcome. I'm going to get up for one second here to stretch out a little bit. I've been on this for an hour and a half. I'll be right back within a minute or two. we got um yeah let me says thank you for your generosity on the first day of the year you guys are welcome yeah i, I love my, my january 1st I, I love this because i know people are thinking about weight anyways and um if i can help you get better results even just listen to this you know what i mean I, i'll be happy to do it because i love this day um so yeah so i use treats to self-soothe and reward myself after a long hard day how can i replace this now sarah great job okay that's the right question because a lot of times people get on here and they'll say i use treats to soothe and reward myself how do i stop this okay and so we don't want to stop emotional eating right because it's serving a purpose right this eating is helping to self-soothe you and reward you two really important things in your life i'm going to imagine right now right? <laughs> we don't want to see sarah without any self-soothing or reward right? Even if you lose weight, if we take away the self-soothing and the reward, Sarah is not the Sarah we want to be around, right? So the self-soothing and reward is really important. Um, so we got to figure that out. So instead of just stopping it, now you, you're already a step ahead here because you know what you're looking for. And so we want to ask the magical question, how can I self-soothe and reward myself without food? What are some other things I can do? 
right? Because now you know what you're eating for. You know the emotions. Super job, okay? And now we ask the question, how can I self-soothe without food? Right? Have you ever done that in your life? Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I don't know, you know, but that's one of the things we learn in the program, you know, and it's figuring out what works for you um, without food because it's not about stopping the emotional eating. It's about finding a better way to self-soothe and reward yourself because the treats really aren't self-soothing and reward. When you zoom out a bit and look at the last year, 2023 of Sarah self-soothing and rewarding herself with treats, was it really a treat? Was it really self-soothing? Did those treats really self-soothe you? Or did the accumulation of all those treats actually cause you a lot more stress that you needed to self-soothe with more treats? You know? So again, the way we look at things, the time, the zooming in, zooming out effect of our attention is really, really important as well. You know, but but I think Sarah, you'd quickly realize that that self-soothing is actually stressing me out. When I zoom out, all those treats actually are causing me more stress. You know, and so the question again, though, becomes how do I self-soothe myself? I don't know where you're at. Again, if I knew you, we could talk about this. I don't know where you're at, but some things that people will say self-soothing, um, they might take a bath at night. They might take a hot shower. They might go for a walk. They might meditate. They might go to a yoga class. They might take up dancing. They might, um, you know, go visit some friends. They might start knitting. They might start drawing. I, there's a million things depending on your personality. Um, but if you start asking the question, how can I self-soothe and reward myself for a, you know, a hard day, um, what comes up? You know, things that don't involve food. And once you have a couple things, you only need like one or two other things. All of a sudden, if you do those half the time instead of treats, you're gonna start losing weight. In a way, not only that though, by the way, this is the key part, I wanna make this clear, is that the self-soothing isn't really self-soothing. It's a distraction. You know, so you got stress and exhaustion from a tough day and you're using the treat to distract yourself because it's not replenishing you. It's not really soothing you. As we said, when you zoom out, you realize that treat is actually causing more stress in your life. If you were 40 pounds lighter, you're just making up a number here, um, but if you were 40 pounds lighter, wouldn't that be more soothing than any treat, <laughs> right? You know, so again, there's, um, it's, it's all about looking at it differently though. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of throwing a couple different things out. Um, I am working through my stress of feeling like I never have enough time for myself. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, alcohol was my consolation prize and now it's food. I get it. I totally get it. Again, I think you're, you're, you're better off, though, because at least like you realize that now. And so, yeah, feeling like I never have enough time for myself. Uh, yeah, that's a common feeling, right? And so what you need to do is you need to be able to really maximize the little bit of time you have right now. You know, that's why, again, it, Program Yourself Thin is really built around that. It starts with, you know, again, five-minute hypnosis sessions. You do not even know. If you're, if you're a typical person who never meditates, never listens to hypnosis sessions, never does any meditations, you don't realize how incredible and life-changing five minutes of quiet, calm, breathing, and relaxation can be. You know, like you're stressed out, you got no time, you're always in go mode. You know, which is to say, I'm not getting into this right now, but it, it really comes down to your nervous system. You got two nervous systems. You got your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight, flight, or freeze response. And then you got parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest, your pause and plan one. And we're running around in life primarily in our fight, flight, or freeze mode, right? Even though we're not under any attack, we are constantly feeling like we're under attack in one form or another. 
And so you have got to learn how to balance out the modern society with being able to calm and relax yourself um, in your normal reality. And this is the beginning of starting to have enough time for yourself. I hope that makes sense. Um, yeah, your program would like work likely work equally for drug addiction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's um, it, it's absolutely. It, it's it really is like that. Food addiction, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, gambling addiction, whatever the addictions are, um, it, it works for all of those because again. A lot of times we're using that behavior, that substance as a way to achieve something emotionally. And what happens is those things lose their effectiveness over time and then start causing more problems that we need to use more of that to deal with, you know? And so again, this is about really where, where it all comes true. Like again, whatever substance or behavior it comes down to, it really comes down to who do you wanna be? Who's the best version of you? And I know for a fact that you rarely think about that version of you because we all get caught up with life and we all have a negativity bias in our head. So we're always thinking about the worst of ourselves and trying to figure out why we're not the person we want to be. But very rarely are we bringing ourselves to who do I want to be and getting clearly able to articulate who you want to be, how that's going to feel, how that person behaves, how that person thinks, and then starting to learn from that person. That's what program yourself then is. You're basically putting yourself into this state where you're practicing being the person you want to be. And right now, how do you practice being the person you want to be? You don't. You don't even think of it that way. You just think you should be able to wake up one Monday and then just magically be perfect. You know? So the idea of practicing being the person you want to be doesn't even make any sense. But but doesn't it make sense once it's brought up? <laughs> right? But you need to practice being the person you want to be. You know? Um Naira says, Jenny Craig or Lindora are not your competitors. Who is your competition? Um, I don't like Tony, Tony Robbins, all fluff. Um, I, I love Tony Robbins, so I don't care. I, I think, listen, everyone, everyone's good and bad. Uh, there's things that Tony Robbins, I, I don't love everything about him, you know, but he was my initial gateway into a lot of this stuff. So I will always, he always holds a dear spot in my heart. He is not all fluff too either, by the way. He is extremely, extremely talented practitioner. Um, but you know, he's also very ambitious with the money in the, in the economics, you know, so I, I think we, I'm not congruent with him in everything, but, but he's very, very talented. Um, he puts a lot of the stuff you may have seen, if you just know him casually, you see just the fluffy stuff, but he's a very, very talented, um, person, but who's my competition? I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. Um, yeah, he's the goat, right? I, I love Tony. Um, so yeah, I don't know who my competition is. I, I ask this all the time. You know, like, I don't know. There's like bright lines. I learned a lot from her. I think she's so smart. But on the same hand, that's such a rigid um, eating system that I, that I you know, program itself is very, very flexible. You know, it's built to be flexible because it's built to be forever. And so I, I don't like the rigidity of that. So I, I can't say that's really a competition. She's a lot about the mind. So I like that part. Um, yeah, I don't want to say I don't currently have comments. I'm sure there's some people doing, someone sent me, and I, I've seen her too, and I forget her name. I said Margaret something. Um, and, and from what I saw a little bit, it, it was a bit there. I don't, I don't know if she's a hypnotist though, because the, the hypnosis NLP is a, is a foundational piece of everything we're doing here. You know, it's, um, I think it's the most practical, useful philosophy out there in terms of being able to run your own mind, your own behaviors. So um, I think the hypnosis, the neurolinguistic programming, the yoga, all of these things have kind of combined. And the personal development, I, I've read, I read 50 books a year. I'm obsessed with psychology. 
um, you know, study all the big psychological concepts. There, there's cognitive behavioral therapies weaved into this. Um, I just, I take everything, you know what I mean, to create this, this program. So I don't know. I'm not, I can't say, uh, yeah, th- 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 there's definitely, but even cognitive behavioral therapy and even the daughter, Aaron Beck, I believe is his name, was the creator of cognitive behavioral therapy and his daughter wrote a book. It was a weight loss book using cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, but again, it was like, it was very one dimensional in my opinion, you know? So again, we go into mindset pieces and program yourself then, but there's also eating structures, lifestyle structures. And, you know, I think you need all three of those things. And that's why I think it is unique what I'm doing, because not only have I taken a very holistic approach to this, but I have really learned to do this through coaching people, real normal people, done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So I am always after refining and tweaking and making this program as practical as possible. And so it's not just enough to even just do cognitive behavioral therapy. There needs to be suggestions about how to be the person you want to be, you know, suggestions about how to eat and live and, and be the person you want to be. So yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I'd give you a more succinct answer on that, but I haven't seen anyone who approaches it this way. Yeah, it's mental stability. Maybe you found the key to the stability in an unstable world. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that's an interesting way to put it. What's up, Kaz? Um, that's an interesting way to put it. I, I, I do find that because I do find that I I would say I'm kind of sensitive. Oh, shit. You're going to hear me a little worse, but I got to charge my phone up. Um, I would say a little bit is like I'm kind of a sensitive person. And even as a kid, I don't know, I'd be worried about nuclear war, just ozone layers. I just sensitive all that, right? So an unstable, scary world affected me a lot and I didn't know how to deal with that. And so the alcohol and the food distraction were the, were the big ways. And I would say the big difference that's happened for me is I can now deal with all the uncertainty, the unstableness, the scariness without needing to go to things. I can just be present with it. And um, I'm really proud of myself for that. And and I developed that and maintain that because I think it's important moving forward because life is constantly changing and emotional and, and has all these things going with it. And so I think there need to be strategies to deal with the stuff of life, you know, the instability, the scariness, all the rest of it. Because trust me, stuff that, that, that's coming at us. We live in a very, very... Um, stress-inducing reality right now. I, I don't think anyone could disagree with that, you know? And it's, you need to have some strategy to deal with that, right? Because if you're stressed all the time, which you probably are, this is what I mean, right? Talk about like going to the source. I find like most weight loss is really just dealing with the symptoms, you know? You say, oh my God, I, I'm eating, I'm overeating. Well, why are you overeating? You know, is part of it because you're always stressed out? Because if you're stressed out, um. Yeah, it's a volatile world. It is a volatile world, right? I mean, it's it's terrifying. If if you watch the news, which I don't really watch the news anymore, you know that's part of my strategy too. But I'm always managing my state. I guess that's a big part of what my program comes down to. Because again, it's not what you know about nutrition that is dictating your eating. It's your mood. If you're in a great mood, your chances of eating well go way up. If you're in a real shitty negative mood, your chances of eating well go way down. And you have no idea how to get yourself into a good mood when you're in a shitty mood, usually. And so that means you have no control over your eating. You know, your eating is dictated by your moods. 
And yeah, the reality, the current reality we all live in where it's, it's just, it's constantly, I mean, I understand marketing too. You know what I mean? And I understand a lot of this stuff. So it's like, it's done on purpose, you know? So it's like, if you're an advertiser and you want to get someone's attention, you have to, you, you got to try and grab their attention. What grabs attention most is negative, stressful things. So we're constantly getting this, this media diet, phones, apps, screens, that's constantly triggering our anxiety, constantly triggering our, our, our sympathetic nervous system, our fight, flight, or freeze mode. So we're going through life kind of like, like frozen, fr fr frozen, stressed out, tense. And when you're frozen, stressed, tense, tense, stressed out, it's hard to choose the right foods, right? <laughs> so it's like the first step to me of becoming the person I want to be is, whew, let me connect to my best self. One of the questions, so, so give me, let me give you an example I mean. If you're a Christian, years ago, they used to have that question, what would Jesus do, right? What's the point of that question? The point is that you take your low-level thinking and you ask, what would Jesus do? And you elevate your thinking to a higher level, you know? It was um, uh, the Einstein quote, right? The, the same level of thinking that created the problem can't solve it, okay? So it's it, we can't just stay at the same level and then just imagine we're magically just going to eat better. Why would you? So to me, it makes much more sense to say, okay, I want to feel better. I want to become a better version of myself so that I can eat better and then lose the weight and live as the person I want to be. You're starting with the food. I'm starting with the state. That's the big difference. And so I think you already know everything you need to know to lose weight personally. I think what you need to do is you need to relax. You need to calm down. You need to realize that you can live at a much higher level in your life. Not because you'll look different. That's a, that's a bit of it but because you'll feel different. When you start nourishing yourself the way your body really wants to be, when you start getting the sleep that your body truly craves, when you start feeling more clear-headed and focused, more motivated, more connected to your goals, more inspired, when you feel that way, it's way easier to eat better. So anyways, that, that's kind of the approach. Um, is your approach like spiritual? Are you atheist? Is it yoga, borderline, trying to con contact spirits? Oh no, it's none of that stuff. Um, I'm not getting my spirituality. I'm a more agnostic. I was raised Greek Orthodox. I've kind of landed where I'm just, I don't know. I'm not really religious. I don't really have a religious thing going on, but um, I would consider myself fairly spiritual. I wouldn't say I'm trying to connect with spirits, but um, it's more of a physicality of it. I love yoga and I love yoga on a physical level. I'm not, I'm not a Hindu. Um, I'm not so much in the spiritual side, in, in the, the established religious side of yoga, more into the, the physicality of it, the mindset, the peace, um, the health of it, you know. Um, is it key to be aware and not let your mood dictate what your diet is or your health regimen? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but here's the thing, though, right? Here's the thing. And, and I want to make this clear. So you, you said, and not let your mood dictate what your diet is, okay? And I think that that is short-sighted, okay? I think the idea, because that, that's like, I think with the diet world and the weight loss world, a lot of the presuppositions are that you're going to use your willpower to fight against yourself. So if you're in a bad mood and you want to eat shit, no, just say no. And there, there is a time and a place for that, okay? But we can't just imagine that our success is going to come from us always wanting to eat shitty food and us just being able to always say no. That's a never-ending fight and battle, which is one of the reasons you internalize. When you think about weight loss, you think it's you fighting against yourself and you feel like you're going to be overwhelmed and you just quit. You don't want to do it. What I'm talking about is realizing that your, your moods are really dictating what you want to eat. So let's go to work on making your moods better. 
you can make your moods better overall very easily just by being strategic. And so once you've figured that out, now you don't need so much willpower to stop yourself from wanting shitty foods because you're in a bad mood. Does that make sense? So it's a more, it's a more, we're zoomed out a little bit and we're being strategic. We understand mood has a huge impact on what foods we're going to want to eat. And so, yeah, sometimes we're going to use willpower to fight against that and not eat the foods. But more often than not, we want to use that willpower to create a lifestyle, a way of being that keeps our moods light and bright so that we naturally want to make better food choices. Oh, that makes sense. Um, Myra says, big Japan earthquake wars doesn't affect our emotional eating. Um, I mean, listen, yeah, if you, uh, again, that's the news thing, you know, and it's up to everyone to decide how much news they want to watch. Um, I have watched a lot of news and I've watched a little bit of news in life and I prefer the, the little bit of news. And so that it's up to you. Um, but yeah, these things happen. I don't know. The more news I watch, the harder it is to control my mood. That's me. So I, I limit how much news I watch because I value my mood and my state over news of the world. So, but that's my decision. Everyone gets to make their own decision. Um, are you at your best? Maslow hierarchy needs maybe only get there. Only if you get there like Oprah, the literature say. Um, are you at your best? Uh, I, I don't think, I, like, like again, so here's, the, I, I like that question because I have a lot of perfectionists and uh, I find that, I feel like it's good to aim at perfection, but not expect to hit it. And um, I think perfection's impossible. Like you at your best. So what is my best? I mean, my best, I never think of it as like this one thing. Oh, Mandy's here. <laughs> All right. What's up, Mandy? Happy New Year. Um, I think of my best as being, I look at it as a continual thing. You know what I mean? I, I, so, and, so you're never at your best. I mean, things are always kind of oscillating and, and variable, you know? And so I look at my best as kind of like more of the trend line. So I want to see myself keep getting better. So there's no question that I'm at my best in the sense that like this past year was the best year I've had. You know what I mean? The years keep getting better and better over overall, you know? Am I always at my best? I'm not at my best right now, but I've been eating like shit for the last three weeks, you know? So I wouldn't say I'm at my best right now, but I'm at my best January 1st in a while because I eat like shit always the end of December. You know what I mean? So again, it's how you even define that. I don't know. But I always feel like I'm moving towards my best. And that's very motivating. You live in the States, in big city. I find we all have the same problems. Yeah, I think that's true. We all have the same problems. I live in the States, yes. Not in a big city, though. I live in the... Could you call it the country? I guess a lot of people would call it the country. Um, hey, Mandy, look at that. Mandy, Mandy, Mandy. I'm going to take a picture of that one. I lost 33 pounds since programming yourself thin. Wow, I feel on top of the world. You're awesome, Mandy. Not even surprised. Mandy's a killer. She's awesome. Yeah, get on the calls this week, man. I want to catch up. I want to see what you've been doing. Yeah, okay. Can't, can't wait for the next call. I've been been poorly, but feeling better. You okay? Yeah, I've been doing great. Again, I've been eating kind of shitty, living living a madman lifestyle. It's funny when I say that, too. It's relative. to eat. I live very clean. So the last couple of weeks, um, my eating hasn't been great. But uh, here we are. <laughs> but that's part of the whole process. You know, that's why I say when I talk about the week, the clean the clean versus pleasure reading. I do that for the year as well, you know, in, in terms of months, but I don't want to get into that right now, but that's awesome, Andy. Good job with the, the weight loss. Wouldn't your program indirectly affect your longevity? Well, Myra, what an interesting question. 
<laughs> I would think so. You know, again, that, that's something we're conditioned to minimize the effects the food has on us. Okay. But, and again, just like the cigarettes, I was just talking about this, that the cigarettes were around for years. You know, I, I was joking. If you step in the time machine a hundred years ago and I saw someone smoking said, you shouldn't smoke. It'll give you lung cancer. They think I was crazy, you know? So just because they didn't think the cigarettes were bad for them doesn't mean they weren't, doesn't mean they weren't addictive. And so the foods we're eating, they're going to have warning labels on this shit in 20 years. If you want to wait till the warning labels come out, that's, that's your job. But absolutely, the number one thing affecting your longevity and your quality of life that you have any control over is what you're putting in your mouth consistently and how you're living. That, that's, that's the biggest impact, the, the big variables, right? I guess if you got certain genetics, you know, those aren't the variables that they can change. But in, ter in terms of variables you have some control over, what you put in your mouth and how you live are the two biggest things that are going to dictate how long you're alive and your quality of life while you're here, you know? And he says, I'm going to be your biggest success story. That's awesome. I love it. Um, what is clean? Um, yeah, clean, clean, I would say for me, for me personally, clean is whole natural foods is really where I'm aiming at. So that's a big distinction I like to make. So I really eat a clean diet in terms of, I guess kind of two levels of clean, but the first level of clean that I pretty much eat all the time is I don't like eating a lot of processed food. I like eating foods like I know where they came from. I know what the ingredients are. There's not a lot of chemicals and there's not a lot of um, emulsifiers, you know, just processed stuff in it. So that's the big thing because I think if you're eating a lot of processed food, you're gonna have a really hard time. You know what I mean? That, that processed food affects you in so many ways that it's just difficult to get control over things. So I think cleaning up the eating is really important, um, you know, for getting into whole natural foods, the foods we've been eating for millions of years, you know, whole natural comes from the ground, comes from a tree, doesn't come in a box or a bag, you know, the second level of clean I think of is really more calorie based. Um, and so I like to keep things again, I'll eat more carbs, uh, more sugar on the weekend and I eat less of it during the week. So that's an aspect of clean as well is, um, I don't really like to eat much sugar. I cut the carbs down a lot during the week, refined carbs specifically, um, alcohol. So yeah, that stuff, you know, stuff that you'd probably imagine. Um, you seem pretty interesting. Well, thank you. Um, how often do you exercise? What is exercise in your dictionary? Um, I don't exercise very much, I'll tell you that. Uh, I'm lazy, you know, again, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm not saying I'm, I'm everything for everyone because I got a very unique approach to this whole thing. Uh, but I can tell you, like I'm a lazy person. Like when it comes, to, I'm not lazy with with everything. I'm lazy when it comes to cooking. I'm lazy when it comes to exercising. Don't like it. Now I knew this 30 years ago. I was like, I hate exercising. And I was like, how am I going to master my weight? And I was like, well, I'm lazy. I'm like, I'll focus on the eating because I'm lazy. I'll just eat less. You know, it's, it's less work, less to do. So uh, I have lost 50 pounds and maintained a 50 pound weight loss with virtually no exercising. I want to make that clear. Now I am active. Right, like I'm, I'm moving around a lot, clean stuff, do stuff. Um, and I do yoga every every night for a little bit, um, but that that's burning no calories. Okay, I have mastered my weight because of what I put in my mouth. I've started exercising more. Um, I was doing real well. I was trying to do push-ups and stuff, and I had a good strategy I was using was working for me. And then I hurt my shoulder again, and so I'm going to see where I'm at tomorrow and see if I can get back on that path. Um, but I will start doing more exercise. And what I mean by exercise specifically is uh, resistance training, 
I will do more resistance training to build up more muscle. So, but exercise could be anything. And what is exercise? Yeah, you're right in your dictionary. Um, there's different versions of exercising. And, um, you know, there's resistance training, cardio, movement. I always use movement as instead of exercising because I think movement's more important. Um, and usually people like it more. Um, we are sadly experimental generation, really no processed food 100 years ago and none 100 future. Yeah, exactly, Myra. I, I think that all the time. Um, where we are in the world is just so crazy. We really are in this this absolutely crazy reality right now. So, yeah, it's nuts. And I don't want to be the guinea pig eating that shit because, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, all right, everyone. Maybe I'm going to wrap it up. I've been on here for a while. Have I been on here for two hours? Three hours I've been on here? Holy macaroni. All right, well, there it is. That's kind of cool, two years in a row. I love doing the January 1st one for a while. So anyways, if you're here, um, thanks, Myra. Yeah, yeah, th three hours, holy shit. I can do it, I can talk. You know, that's what I do, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm on here every day anyways, right? Three good hours, thank you. Um, yeah, look after yourself. I am actually, I'm feeling great. I, I was looking, I love doing this one. I could do these for hours every day. I, I could just, I don't know, I'm weird. I'm obsessed with weight mastery and, and health, so it's easy for me to do this. But anyways, folks, listen, if you are not part of my world, make sure you follow me uh, on TikTok or Instagram, wherever the hell you're watching me. Um, follow me because I'm always putting new stuff. I've got a bunch of new stuff coming up. Um, if you're not on my email list, make sure you um, go to my email list. So you can click the link in my bio, go get the hypnosis session, watch the training I give you. And here we are on January 1st. So I make the, the best deal of the whole year because I want you to commit to your weight loss, is if you join the Program Yourself Thing course, the coaching version of it, um, if you join today, you get an extra month of group coaching and you get a private session with me. So if you go to programyourselfthin.com, you can learn about the program. And if you sign up for the coaching version, again, you do get those two bonuses today, January 1st. I want to make that clear. It's only for January 1st. Um, but get on my email list anyways, all right? Oh, Mandy, I appreciate that. Yeah, man, he says, guys, don't think about it. It'll be your best decision ever investing in yourself. It really will. Again, when you get the opportunity to invest in yourself in this way, um, it will be the most amazing three months of your life. Because again, what's the alternative? You know, if you're going to start your freaking keto plan tomorrow, stop it. <laughs> three months from now, you, you will be a different person. You know, I will, I will turn you inside out into the person you want to be. So anyways, if you, if you know me, you're familiar with me, you're interested in starting the program, do it today. Make a commitment and um, let's let 2024 be the year when you truly, truly master your weight, you know? Um, yeah, Mandy has dropped 33 pounds, right? It is mind-blowing, right? <laughs> it, it, it's absolutely amazing, you know? And she's done it. She hasn't been perfect with things. That's what I always try to say to people. You know, I, I started this whole call, I talked for three hours, but um, one of the first things we started talking about was being all or nothing versus being all or something, right? And so best case scenario is you're about to start your weight loss plan. If you even care about losing weight in 2024, you're going to start your plan off being all or nothing. You're going to be all, right? And you're going to start your keto plan, your Weight Watchers, your 1,200 calories, your no sugar, whatever your thing is, you're going to start it and you're going to try and be perfect with it tomorrow. And you will be perfect for a day or two, maybe a week. And then you won't be. And then you're going to feel like, ah, shit, I blew it. But the real results you're looking for, the real results you want to achieve are not achieved by being perfect for the next month or two months. The real results you're looking for are being 80% on track over the next year. Right? I remind you of this quote that most people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month 
and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. So I love doing the January 1st call here because I want you to think about the year, not this month. Who gives a shit about January? Who gives a shit about this week? You're not gonna eat perfect this week, okay? In the program, we call it a re-entry week because you've probably been eating like shit for the last month, okay? So you're not just gonna turn around tomorrow and just eat perfect probably. And so if you try and it doesn't work, don't blame, blame yourself, that's normal. And so we wanna use this as a re-entry where we get better. And then the week after becomes a better week and then a better week and then a better week and a better week. And that's how Mandy's lost 33 pounds because she hasn't been perfect, but she's been able to implement certain things that keep her on track most of the time. And so even when she's not perfect, she's still in the game. And then there's obviously times when she is perfect, doing great with stuff, you know? Yeah, the first and last program for me that I've never been judged a mistake here is a stepping stone. Thank you. That's that's the main point, right? Is that, and we were just talking about detail with this one, but it's like, again, it's making mistakes. Ah, <laughs> your secret PJs, right? That's so funny to me. That's the best strategy I've ever heard. I love that, Mandy. Um, but yeah, you need a plan where the, the mistakes are part of the plan. You know, if your, if your weight loss approach is one that demands you make no mistakes and that's what you're expecting out of yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure. If your plan is one where you are going to minimize the mistakes, but if you make a mistake, you know exactly how to deal with it and get right back on track. That's the plan that's going to help you. And that's the plan the program yourself then is. All right. So go check it out if you're really serious and let's make it happen. Uh, if you join the program, I really look forward to you. If you're not joining the program, that's fine too. I was, I'm going to be here for you all year round. Um, the podcast is Program Yourself Then. It's on all the podcast platforms. Go listen to it. I'm here every day. Um, you can go listen to those sessions uh, on TikTok, YouTube. I'm going to start putting a lot more videos up there so you can start watching those as well. Um, but yeah, I'm here for you. Sorry, everyone. Super. I've enjoyed talking to you. Have a super day and a super 2024. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.